0: We'll have a we'll put that for a It's
1: just cadows. Oh, what's up, Banter Nation? Welcome to episode number bonus. <laughs> You're probably thinking, wow, my phone must be glitching because there's a whole new red little notification on my podcast. It's not even, it's not even Friday yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a b- witty banter episode. Well, guess what? You're in luck. We're giving you double the banter this week. We are here dose. in Houston at the Ashford Pub for the charity barbecue kickoff and we're cooking. We're co- guys, can you help me out here? going <laughs> <laughs> to something, a
2: good podcast for
0: you. Good save. First I'll say, we have a big beautiful sexy witty banter flag waving behind us. You can at, see at it a from tent miles in front away. of This is uh, pretty crazy, right? Yeah, several. There's probably at least 10 Tent's worth of teams. That was a nice alliteration as well. <laughs> and and, and they are all going to be barbecuing, making desserts, making all sorts of uh, beautiful pieces of food art.
1: Food concoctions.
0: Yeah. Also, a part of this event is the charity, yes. Kids Meals. And we are uh, I think that's a Houston charity, and it uh, helps preschool-aged kids get food whenever they're uh, hungry. So we're going to be having some, some beer and food in order to pay back. All for a good
2: cause, yeah. you know? Like, we don't just do this for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not out here drinking and eating for delicious my, food because yeah, for I me. want to. Yeah, yeah, no. no, dude, this is for the this children. This in no
0: way. Today will not benefit I'm us I'm not going to enjoy whatsoever. this. I'm
2: doing this for the kids, you
1: know? <laughs>
0: so All right, give me another...
1: <laughs> so here's the deal everybody. This episode is going to be a little different than what you're used to. We're gonna have a variety of stops and starts because we're gonna get a whole bunch of people on our guest microphone here. But we just wanted to check in with you and say hello and get this thing rocking and rolling. So we're gonna be right back and uh, with our probably first up we're gonna get the man himself, Jason. So yeah. stay yeah. tuned. He needs to get so up. I
0: wanna to listen too. Yeah. Alright.
2: Uh, better pep up. Better pep up. Better
0: pup it <laughs> pup <laughs> it. Beat up,
1: poop. Yeah, those are See, perfect. Yeah. Perfect beeps. Yeah, it's really not so cool. hard. I'm excited. This this episode's gonna be. I think sh- I failed
3: that. Why wasn't <laughs> it? We <gonna be>? no. accept <laughs> all beeps. It over. over. It's it kind uh, of a bone. Uh, I guess I didn't understand the, the whole concept of
2: beeps. Uh, uh, it perfect. It takes time to really grasp. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, we're sitting here at the third annual Brew BQ for Kids Meals. Yeah. I do it right. Oh yeah. Is that a perfect? stick the landing. Right on. Right on top. Of it. <laughs> Probably should have known that before we started this you whole know, thing. Like, <laughs> this show's not come on. The fact that we have a banner sitting behind us is a miracle. I think we may. Exactly. That's, 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 that is fancy. I think it's We're a miracle.
2: Here. It's duct tape. So. <laughs> yeah. Well duct tape rope. That it's helps. not duct tape anything. We do a lot of cool things with it. duct tape.
1: We're yeah. sitting here with the one and only Jason, bar manager at Ashford Pub. What's going who on guys? Invited us out here, and once again our gratitude to you a thousand times. Thank you for setting us up here with a tent. Yeah, for We're super real. happy to be here. And then of course we've got, well not, maybe not of course, but
4: we are you know excited I'm to have here.
1: <laughs> Ben, who is the marketing manager for the west side of Houston, you said, for St. Yeah, Arnold? I
4: cover sales and, uh, sales and marketing sales for the and west marketing, west, west side of Houston.
1: Awesome. Now, I'm excited because St. Arnold, when I got my first job, I was 16 years old, and I was a bar at a restaurant. And even at that point in time, St. Arnold was already around me. And, like It's just like a fact of life at this point. It's the oldest
4: <laughs> craft brewery in Houston, am I right? Texas. And in Texas. In Texas. In Texas? Yeah. Jesus. Jeez, Louise. 22 years old. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Started in 1984, then? Or, 94. 94. Yeah. My You're doing something 1984. Right say, oh, no, I'm an accountant, <laughs> I, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome, though. That's a cool title,
4: really, to have. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
4: Absolutely. Thanks um, for having
1: me. Oh, of course. So you have in front of us the Bishop's Reserve.
4: Well, you actually combined a couple. We have a Divine Reserve 16, which we're going to start off with, which is an atom beer. And then we'll have Bishop's Barrel 13 to finish up after that.
1: Okay, oh, so... Perfect. Uh, I'm, as you can obviously tell, I'm not even familiar with St. Arnold's um, Reserve Lines because I, I usually just see your main flagship beers in stores. So what is kind of the idea behind this line of beer? And I know it's, it's like a yearly or a quarterly thing for some of them.
4: Yeah, so the Divine, which we'll start off with, is an, typically an annual release from us. Our Divine beers are beers that are bigger and bolder intended to age well. And then our Bishop's Barrel series is, is a little more exclusive. And we take beers and we age them in various other, you know, either liquor barrels or wine barrels, and add other fun characteristics to them through our barrel aging program.
1: That's awesome. How do you guys come across these barrels? I mean, how do you choose what barrels you're going to be aging in next? Like, do you do that on a style-by-style style basis? Like,
4: Pretty much. I mean, our, our brewers, whenever they're getting ready to do a specific beer, they'll have an idea for what they want to do. They're almost like chefs. So yeah. they know this is the combination I want. And then they'll narrow down, you know, from there what type of barrels they want to pick for a for a bourbon beer. We typically try to stick with Woodford Reserve because that's our uh, that's that's the one we found is performs the best for us. Okay. Yeah.
3: I was gonna I was gonna say I was like, <laughs> typically aren't y'all using Woodford barrels? Yeah. Yeah. And we are. I, have y'all ever had Woodford? Yes. Woodford I have, barrels. Yes. No, no, Woodford the Reserve ones. the bourbon. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah it's
4: it's really. Like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good bourbon. Cool. Very good bourbon.
1: All right. So. I guess we just go ahead and begin with what's in front of us, man. Yeah, yeah. cool. So what we have
4: here, we have our Adam beer. It's Divine 16. It was released earlier this year. It is a is an old-world style. To break down what it is, it's a German smoked barley wine. So it's oh, a barley smoked. wine. Yeah, yeah. you're yes. going to get some smoked, smoked yeah, malt in there, kind of like some barbecue-y notes. Uh, you get that from the type of malt that's used. It's called Rausch malt. So it's yep. smoked, just like you would use for a scotch. And, yeah, we add that in there. We actually use a Kolsch yeast. And you get this beer that's a barley wine, so it's a... Beer brewed to the strength of wine, coming in at about 11 percent, but Love it. it's just very easy drinking. Yeah.
1: Is that kind of the only? I mean, besides it being as strong as wine, do does barley wine as a style have any other specific traits that are universal across all of them that are made, or are they usually is the only kind of alcohol high, like the main? Yeah, is that the main identifier?
4: No. <laughs> yeah, oh, I misspoke on that. It's actually 10 percent ABV, but bar, <laughs> barley wine it's is still t- getting up there. It's yeah. still high, but. Um, With barley wines, you're going to get some like fruity, some toffee notes. Um, It also depends on the style of barley wine. I mean, you know, with an American barley wine, it's more hop forward, which is what we focus on here in the States. English barley wine, you would get more malt forward. But dark fruit notes, toffee, and just a pretty boozy beer at the end of the day. Yeah, it's
0: thick, man. You can smell it. Like I have a horrible schnoz. I can't smell for anything. <laughs> you got a great schnoz. I can smell. Yeah. I schnoz could, is beautiful, <laughs> man. What are you talking I about? I can smell this. Yeah. I don't this say that about your schnoz. Smoky. So when you say, is it? You said uh, like a Rausch uh, malt. Yeah. Yes. So we had a Rausch. We Co- called it a Rausch beer. Co- Co- Rausch Co- malt. Right? Co- Co- is it the
4: same Co- thing? Co- like Co- Co- bacon? Co- okay.
1: Yeah. So I mean, Rausch Rauchen in, in German is to smoke. To smoke.
4: Mm-hmm. So. To smoke. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, cool. I mean, I think the way you're supposed to pronounce it traditionally is like Rauch. Like there's like a hard K on it, but American, yeah, but so, we yeah. live in Texas. But I do so. what I want here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we say y'all. So yeah, idioms. You know. Yeah, right. Is that oh, the same
3: you, yeast you. y'all are using in Santo?
4: Uh, yeah, Santo and Lawnmower both are both are cold yeast as well. Okay. Nice.
3: I really like the uh, the Santo line. It's really good stuff. You know, it's it's funny because this has been aged how long now? Like, when did y'all come out with that?
4: This one was the beginning of the year in about January. Year. So yeah, it's been sitting for a little bit. Yeah.
3: So the the smoke has actually come down quite a bit since the beginning of the year because when 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 it was Fresh. When we first like popped it, I mean it was just strong, strong, strong smoke yeah. flavor. But that's All actually it's, it's
4: it's it's a little small mellowed some out dude. it's mellowed out quite I'm a bit. E- I'm excited to watch this one age and a little hint for the future: This will probably be a uh, future bishop's barrel for us. Yeah, really? some oh, sort of barrels. You heard it here first. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Get the insider news. information. Do you
1: ever recommend um, people who buy the beer to age it themselves or anything like that?
4: Yeah, you can absolutely do that. I mean, uh, one thing to keep in mind is if you're going to age beer, you want to keep it out of light. You want to keep it in a dark, cool place. If you're going to go all out and do it right, I mean, in my house, I have an old fridge. That I have a temperature controller plugged into and have it set on fifty-five degrees, <laughs> so I have a whole. I have one of those. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I can
2: finally, I can use mine know, for something. <laughs> it's about time,
4: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's it, the way it, you want to it it <laughs> do it, technically, but it's just a better way yeah. to preserve it. Yeah. Absolutely. One of our, uh, one
3: of our auction items in there is a beer barrel. Oh, for, see, awesome. and so it's got a lot oh, of different seriously? beers. In it. I think it's got like four or five different bishop barrels in it yeah. right now.
5: Wow. That's so those awesome. are all.
3: I mean, they've been aging in our, like,
5: in our cooler for. Yeah. Right.
3: Shoot. When did when when did nine come out?
4: oh crap that was last year
3: yeah so i mean these have already been been getting some good age on them. Yeah. So when
0: y'all say 9, 13, 14, is that just the chronological number that exactly. who yeah. was? It's a, it's I thought a, it was a year thing. It's yeah. a
4: serialized list for us. I mean, with Divine Reserve, funny enough, it actually works out to where the most recent ones are the year, Okay. because we've yeah. done about one a year, so 15 was last year, 16 this year. Cool. But with our Bishop Barrel series, it's just the next number in the yeah. series. The cool part about that is let's say you go to a bar somewhere and you're able to find a Bishop Barrel 1 or 2, or like one of the really early ones yeah, that is the original beer. This Seize beer has been on that one. <laughs> so yeah. buy them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. May go broke, but buy them all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually best. have
3: I, I have the run in my house right now. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that doesn't me surprise me, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm shocked you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for real. He's <laughs> uh, so, Got it all. So, I, I tend to get these beers and take them home and kind of sneak them away for yeah, we had we had Chalk
0: one beer was an old stock ale, old stock oh, ale where we North were like Coast. reviewing yeah, it,
3: and yeah. it was just like we just
1: popped we the bought top. it, and just popped it open, and we we're reading it. And it's like you should age it for five years. We're like, well, <laughs> fuck, whoopsie, <laughs> 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 still delicious though.
2: Yeah. So I imagine mean, what it would have been like in
1: five two years. years. That's pretty. I mean, that's about as long as I've been alive, almost. You know, yeah. and like how have you guys continued to stay so dominant and relevant? You know, I've like I've said, St. Arnold has just been. I expect to see it anywhere I go in Texas, yeah. you know.
4: Well, I think to to your point, you know, whenever we first started, we really didn't have much competition, so staying relevant wasn't an issue. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we started in 94 and the joke that our owner and founder Brock Wagner says is and we opened in 94 and it wasn't a good business idea until 2006. Yeah. yeah. If you look at that, you know, a that's 12 art. years of, you know, really trying to put this beer in front of people and get them to understand what we're doing, why we're doing it and to really appreciate our craft. So, you know, when it took off in 2006, I mean, a lot of breweries came to town, you know, not just in Houston, but in the state of Texas. Right. But with the the saying we have within the industry is the higher the tide is, it lifts all boats. Sure. Because yeah. it really does. As these newer breweries come into town, what they're doing, you know, puts us on our toes and makes us be at our best. So the consumer at the end of the day gets some of the best products they could have because of the increased competition. Yeah. Co-opetition. Capitalism. When
1: you guys first started... Um, did you guys consider yourself the title craft beer and I only ask because I feel like now as craft beer has gotten much more prolific and you know that's it's almost become something that even the larger breweries that are like just do quantity they're trying to almost use that as like marketing Mm -hmm. do you feel like the word craft beer has lost any of its meaning or stock or anything and I mean how has that been for you guys since you've kind of seen it for so long
4: yeah I mean you know whenever we started out you know we, you know, we're a craft brewery, we weren't the oldest whenever we started out. Some other breweries faded away during our tenure, which allowed us to, you know, gain the title of the oldest brewery in Texas, craft brewery.
1: Eat them and absorb their power. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the Highlander. But only grow stronger. There can only be one. But you see those other breweries, I mean, you know, there are they're, they're big breweries that, are, that have these subsidiaries that call themselves craft, and at the end of the day, you know, it's the consumer just wants a good beer. I mean, you think about the general consumer that's not the craft beer nerd like we all are, that goes in and knows, you know, oh, well, you know, this brewery, you know, owns this and this, so thus it's not craft. You know, most people go in and they just see colorful packaging or a specific style and pick it. So it's our job to go out there and do samplings and, you know, work with bars and show them what their local craft offerings are. Those bigger beers aren't bad beers, but at the end of the day, our mission is to create, create community through our passion for beer. So we do that by going and showing people what we have to offer. And you know, letting them taste the difference themselves.
1: Yeah, cool. And you know, is the thing—is the beers like Bishop Reserve kind of where the brewery gets to experiment and continue to just iterate and play with beer as its as its own um, like. Uh, like push the boundaries, right? It is.
4: Yeah, so we have a couple playgrounds, if you will. You know, the Bishop's Barrel Series, absolutely. We have a guy who's our cellar manager, his name's Aaron. He was one of our brewers, and now one of his responsibilities is to manage that. So he goes through and tastes the barrels, determines what we're gonna do, and essentially, you know, spearheads that program. We have the Divine Series, which we just tasted, and then we also have our Icon series, and our Icon series we do four a year, typically one a quarter, and they're just different styles of beer every year. They tend yeah. to be
3: lower ABV, too, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like
4: the, you know, the Bishops is the highest, and after that's Divine, and then after that you have the Icon. But we have a couple options to do stuff like that. I mean, to your point though, you know, we, we like those things to show what we can do, but at the end of the day, you know, we're not gonna sell a whole lot of those beers. Those right. are just kind of showing our abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we sell the most of our stuff, like our seasonals. Our lawnmower, our art car, those are our yeah. money makers. Santo. Yeah.
3: Santo's
0: been
4: yeah. awesome. Yeah, Santos. I love well. yeah. Santo. Santo's art great. car
0: seems like it's been getting a lot of notoriety lately. It's a fairly new one, right? Art car's a great beer. Yeah, yeah, it
4: came out, it came out last year. It was a, a we were initially gonna do just a can only release and it sold so well we turned it on year round. Nice. And it's just a very awesome. approachable IPA. I mean, it's one that I have turned so many people on that they say I don't like IPAs. i like, that's fine, just give it a try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Okay, IPA's that's so pretty scary. good.
2: IPA is such a scary term to tell people. You know, they always yes. think it's gonna be so just like this obnoxious, bittery, fucking uh. <laughs> huge, yeah, horrible mouthfeel and stuff like that. But I think it's taking that sort of approachable take, letting people that baby step into yeah. IPA like that. So, really cool.
0: do y'all have favorites? It, everyone at the table, do y'all have St. Arnold's favorites that you uh, that you would proclaim?
1: Because I love the lawnmower. I just okay. I like how you can literally any day of the week you can pop a lawnmower off, and it's just like it's crisp and easy. You yeah. know, you don't yeah. have to think about think about it, it's just going to be good. Yeah, yeah I'd have to kind of agree with that.
3: lately, that raspberry boiler room is yep. fantastic. Yeah, we man. should talk about that one. The one that happened. we just tried just yeah, now? Yeah, awesome. What
4: was... Yeah. You yeah, guys we just put have, a raspberry yeah, preserve point, in it, you yeah. said? Yeah, so uh, that style of beer boiler room is a Berliner Weiss, a traditional style of beer brewed in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And it's a sour tart wheat beer. And so traditionally, it's served... With a sweet syrup that helps balance out that tartness. Mm. Well, not everybody at home, or even bar that matter, has fr- fruit simple syrups available. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, added raspberry puree. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go to JCPenney. Uh, I a mean, I mean, fridge full. Star fruit. So we Star took, <laughs> yeah. so we took our, our raspberry puree and added it in there, and, and, and it allowed the beer to take on some of those fruit notes. Also took on a nice bright pink color. And it's yeah. just a, a fun, <laughs> low ABV, easy drinking beer. When do you guys add the preserve? We add it during fermentation. Okay, so that okay. is a kettle sour, meaning mm-hmm. the beer is brewed. Then we'll sit it with the wort in one of our tanks mm-hmm. and add in a lactic bacteria for it to gain the sour characteristics. Then we'll okay. transfer it to our fermentation vessel where we add the raspberries. And with this one we have today, Brettanomyces, which the Brett eats all those extra sugars that were in there. So with the yeast yeah. and the fermentation tank to put out this tasty light beer. Yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. We and do. then uh, my favorite, though, would be that one. I really like that. Art Car is really good. And then actually the beer we have up next is one of my favorites, too, the Bishop's Barrel 13. Oh, we got
0: another one on deck. Oh, right dude, okay. In fact, yeah. Hook buttercup. All right, care. man. <laughs> I was going to say the Colts is my favorite. Okay. more. I just, no, the Santo. Uh, yeah, the Santo. The, the, Santo, I'm, the, Black, I'm sorry, the Coles, Black yeah. Coles. The Black Colts. Yeah, I just, I had never had that style before I tried, tried, tried that beer, and a, I was I've like. I've never
3: seen a dark either until, yeah until that in
0: fact one. like because I tried that I didn't know a whole lot about cultures in general yeah. so I saw other cultures and I was like this one's not even dark like, uh, it's not uh, a legitimate Kolsch yeah.
3: uh, yeah.
0: we're budding enthusiasts here I like, the way, I like the way you talk to yourself Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind, kind of a sad oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no that's my favorite it was like it's really it's, it's drinkable but dark and I, it, when I find beers that do that I'm like cool I'm down uh, so what's this next beer that we're, that we're throwing
4: down so the next one we have is our Bishop's Barrel 13. This is a part of our Bishop's Barrel series. It is a bur- is a quad, a Belgian style of beer that's been aged in Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels. It ooh,
1: sweet. <laughs> it smells sweet.
4: Yes. It's a very boozy but sweet and easy balanced beer. It, with a, being a Belgian quad, you're going to get some clove notes to it, some banana notes, almost like a banana's yeah, foster it note. It really does. It smells like a banana's Super foster. well balanced yeah, get, and easy drinking. I, I get raisin on a lot of quads yeah. too. Raisin too, the dark yeah. fruit, yeah. Okay,
1: I'm going to get a little bit of that. These beers are sneak up on you, man. Yeah. We're <laughs> bringing the, the hard hitters right off the bat, man. I like it.
2: I'm glad we're starting with these.
1: Perfect.
3: Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the day, like it's just a good one. This is a good beer. You don't want to drink a lot of these and go driving through school zones around two. <laughs> zone.
4: <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, maybe you do. I don't maybe, know what you do. Yeah, this is a judge. responsible charity. Event. <laughs> yeah, gotcha.
0: So yeah, tell us a little bit about it.
4: So yeah, we took we took a bourbon barrel. We took a quad, which was our Divine Reserve Thirteen, is the base beer for this. Okay. And a quad, as Jason said, you're going to get a lot of dark fruit notes, like raisins and plums, and you know, with this one, you get some banana notes, being the Belgian yeast. And then took that and put it in Woodford Reserve barrels, our, our barrel of choice for a bourbon, and it just comes out a very tasty beer. It's very well balanced. I mean, this beer was 11% before aging, 12% after it came out of the barrels, but I it's venture insane. to say that it's a very... Leveled up in there. What's that? <laughs>
1: Is it leveled up in it there. It did. I think it's really drinkable but for that,
0: exactly. That's what's its That's what saying. A like it's a very drinkable It's so one. pleasing. I feel it's like just it like 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 hits a high point in the yeah. mid part of the taste profile, and then kind of like lets you... Take it down a little easier at the this end. This is
4: definitely one you could you could drink a bottle of and you know you can
2: accidentally drink a lot of it. <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> and exactly. not realize what, what you've you done. Want, honestly.
3: It's, it still has a, quite a bit of heat on it too. Yeah, yeah. you can still so feel it in, a, in your nose. Here in nothing about a, too a year or so coming back to this beer, it's probably gonna be like leveled out perfect.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, we were talking just a second ago about Gozes, mm-hmm. and I'm someone who, like, I'm always, I feel like I'm I'm one step behind what the beer community is sort of, like, uh, trailblazing in terms of just the general direction. Like, I know that Gozes, at least in my, I think I've heard, they're they're pretty new, but I was a little late to them. Is there anything that you foresee right now that is going to be kind of the next frontier for craft beer like what maybe you guys are eyeing as what you're you're excited to try in the in, in the brew in the brew uh warehouse and stuff
4: you're seeing a lot of breweries go to more sessionable beers yeah. and not not super low ABV, but more what we'd call a table beer you know with the pilsners that's been like the most recent thing where we've seen a lot of approvals going through of breweries coming out with different pilsners i mean we have one the five o'clock pills which is a hoppy Bohemian Pils. Um, In addition, you know, still drinkable IPAs. You know, Art Car is one that we've had out for a year, but more breweries are coming to the table with approachable obsessionable tasty IPAs that are very citrus forward and not so dank right. and hop like like the West Coast you're used to with Stone mm, and you know yeah. all those West Coast breweries that make delicious beers but they're definitely, you know, aggressive in their right. in the oh, way they juicy come about. IPAs. Yeah. There you go. Because
0: <laughs> I venture to say like this explosion in the craft brewing sort of that's recently come up, it seems like that would be the appropriate response because there are more people that are demanding craft beers. But I would say that the likelihood is that most people would want lighter beers to get into to start getting into craft beers, right? And so would that almost be the response, like a market trend that y'all are? With?
4: It is that, but it's also, I mean, this, the backside of that, not just new people coming into the market, but people that have been in the beer industry, like myself and all my coworkers, my boss, I could think that if we go to a bar and we, we could have like a light Flavorful beer mm-hmm. that's low ABV. That's going to be our go to all day. Yeah, you're kind of over yeah. the whole
0: like, I mean, let's get the bitterest beer that and we like, can. like,
4: you still enjoy that, you know, when you go out with your friends and you go to a place and there is a really rare beer on, so like, cool, let's split this. Yeah. But, you know, the name of the game for us these days is, is not to go out and get absolutely lit, but to drink <laughs> something, enjoy it, <laughs> and. You know, to be able to go home with the end of the night sober and not feeling like dog shit in the morning. Yeah. an
2: unfortunate part of growing up. Well, just, yeah.
3: just about a year or so ago, maybe even a year and a half, is when all these barrel aged beers really kind of mm-hmm. hit, kind of hit the market, and people were going crazy for them. Everybody wanted these big, these big, huge, crazy beers, and mm-hmm. you know, there's bound to be that that change after drinking that for so long. Now people are kind of wanting, you know. You're more drinkable because yeah. you're everyday yeah. drinking. I'm actually seeing a lot of a lot of different breweries doing like Hellas Lagers lately.
1: Yeah. Mm. So. Okay.
4: Cool. So you guys are only in Texas, which it's Texas and Louisiana. And Louisiana. You're in okay. Florida cool.
1: too, aren't
4: you? Uh, we're actually not in Florida anymore. We, we okay, recently yeah, pulled out. out of Florida. Uh, just it just wasn't the right spot for us at too the time. Too much of a swing state, you know. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. There was too much hanging, Chad. We just, <laughs> yeah. just had to they get, had get out. Their minds. <laughs> you know what they want. I'm curious. They said they liked it. They said they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
1: Is uh, is there any reason in particular that you guys kind of stay focused in where you distribute, or um, you know, I to me, I thought it was just in my head that you guys have been all over the U.S. just because of how well established you guys are in Texas. You know, that was just my uh, assumption. You know, so.
4: Well, I mean, our, our main focus is Texas, just because that is our home state, and our, we initially moved to Louisiana or expanded to Louisiana because we looked at it and said, "Hey, Louisiana is actually closer to us than some parts of Texas." Yeah, might <laughs> as well go across yeah. the border yeah. there. Hey, Louisiana we'll right. nice. Yeah, Louisiana looks nice. could throw a rock at El that. Paso. Yeah. is that
2: Louisiana over there?
4: <laughs> so we just like to stay focused on Texas because. You know, we, we are, we're the local brewery here, one of the local breweries, and it allows us to eat, eat more easily, maintain our freshness and quality of product, as sure. opposed to being across the United States, where you're dealing with different distributors, and it just is a, can be a logistical nightmare sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
3: He meant, like, freshness, like, you know, Will Smith fresh. I gotcha. <laughs> like cool I was guy. a
4: little confused at first. Yeah, I didn't, not beer fresh, but. <laughs> so like, was, of the Doug E type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of the Doug <laughs> like E fresh, variety. Yeah. So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I was going to ask. You said that you felt like uh, the brew really started getting its legs under it in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that because of a particular beer, or was it because of uh, some sort of new effort that was undergone by the the company that actually caught? caught
4: I would say steam. that's more just the craft beer industry as a whole, not just St. Arnold. That's okay. when. You would see looking back 2006, 2007, in that range, you start seeing brewery, more breweries popping up, okay. and more of America turning a general interest to the craft brewing scene. Awesome!
3: Just five years ago, man, when we opened up, yeah, they were only what three? It was at that time. It was y'all. Five no years label. ago, it would
4: have been Carbog too. Yeah. No,
3: it was right before... Because we opened up right before Carbog. Oh, no opened. kidding. Yeah, so.
0: Your beer
4: wall was a little more
0: lonely. <laughs> well, no, I mean... <laughs> a little bit more full of... more, <laughs> there's more craft beer than just here, but,
3: um, the, It was Southern Star, y'all, and uh, No Label were pretty much the mm-hmm. only three. And then now, man, dude, every day there's a new brewery popping up. So, yeah. Uh, last I counted, I wanted to say there was like 16 just in the Houston area alone. Yeah. So there's, there's just been this kind of big craft beer explosion Yeah. here in Houston... I'd say even all over Texas, but yep. especially, like, here, local. And because of it, we I mean, we're getting some, we've gotten some really great beer brewed here recently, yeah. so.
0: Do you know. know if you've
4: ever gotten pressure to get, like, bought out
0: by a bigger company?
4: Um, Tell officially, us straight secrets
1: right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> officially, I don't know of any meetings, but I've, I've been told that, of course, we've been approached by the big guys. Yeah, that I'm They sure want to buy like us it. out. I would just imagine,
1: you know,
0: The thing is, though, to buy,
4: uh, buy everything they can. <laughs> yeah. Right now. If you can't beat them, buy them, and yeah. that's kind of yeah, their absolutely. attitude. But the thing is, that's what Facebook we, does. Exactly. With, with, with St. Arnold though, hey, we're the
1: Facebook of beer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> with St. Arnold, Brock, our, our owner and founder, is still very heavily involved in the company, and it still is his company. It's you, good you to still, hear. I see him up there every week at the brewery, and you, you see him very, very much involved. So, I'm not saying ruling it out that it could never happen. But right now it doesn't appear that his interest is in selling out, which is very much relief to me because I enjoy working for him and yeah, not no, for I'm glad you'll have a it. big company. <laughs> big, big beer. But uh, yeah, I mean, but then you look at other breweries that got bought out, like you look at Ballast Point. I mean, a billion dollars. That's a lot of money for a craft brewery. (laughs) The amount of money that I'm sure the guys that were were built the brewery could not even imagine they would get for it whenever they started it. It's not
3: just the big guys buying everybody. I mean, Oscar Blues bought Cigar City. That's true. It's not just like InBev. It's not your Budweiser's and your Miller's. Of course, they are going around buying a lot. But Oscar Blues, which is a great brewery, bought a... A, uh, another brewery out of Florida, out of Tampa, called Cigar City, and Cigar. I mean, those they make fantastic beers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you're starting to see you're starting to see so much growth that you know these breweries, these these once smaller craft breweries are starting to get bigger and bigger and start. Hello.
0: They're starting to pull spare cash. To throw down. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's fun. That's
1: well, cool. these beers were delicious. It's it's really hard for me to get into the more sweeter and like dark fruitier beers, but I don't know everything about these two that we tried just totally agreed with me. Before we wrap up, our podcast, we also talk a whole lot about video games, and we talk about music and all of our other hobbies. So Ben, I know you're a beer master, but I just want to know, what else do you do outside of beer, man? What else do you like to do when you're on the weekends and you're at, you're not Jason having to too, work?
3: I want to hear what uh, what yeah. you're about. Jason's like, this the is, the is it. Man. This is all yeah. I like to do. I'd furiously man. masturbate. I'm yeah, I just
1: I actually <laughs> go to masturbating competitions. Yeah. <laughs> Come and see me. Every the tri, I'm the tri-state Come
3: champ. He's got me. a big, <laughs> right, I'm pretty proud of Jason, myself. Jason, great guy. That's, That's actually extreme. how Ben and I met. I'll, I'll, you,
4: go, you go, go ahead <laughs> No man I mean I, when, when I'm not working I got two dogs at home uh, that, nice. that, I, that I take care of And hang out with I mean also Music I listen to just about everything yeah. But uh, I mean Typically I drive around a lot Because yeah. I'm in sales So I listen to podcasts myself Awesome uh, That
1: inception right now Exactly yeah, I mean <laughs> I love listening medicine. to
4: Comedians podcasts nice. My favorite's your mom's house It's, okay. it's a couple comedians Tom Segura and his wife that nice. I, uh, I listened to that one to Joe Rogan. That's another good yeah, one. Yeah, that, that guy oh, is yeah. so, my savior. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what I like doing because I spend so much alone time. I just like to listen to somebody else ramble about something. Sure, that right. <laughs> yeah, and a
0: conspiracy theorist at that, you know. Like, <laughs> he'll just entertain any idea if it makes some sense. Yeah. Um, yeah that's awesome. Cool. What about you, Jason, outside of furious masturbation? Um.
3: Well, that, I mean, what else is there
0: really?
3: Uh, I'm pretty much a, like a fantasy football and baseball nerd. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh. I've been running leagues for like 13 years now. So, Do you, you win? Know, all right. Uh, not, not enough. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't
2: balanced out yet.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, getting there. <laughs> i I can't go pro at it yet. You know, but uh, that and just the bar, man. You know, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Five days a week, and I've got a three. I got a three-year-old daughter who I'm with all the time. So yeah. Awesome.
1: That awesome. takes up all. Well, yeah, you're putting much... together kick-ass events like this. Oh, so. I, I appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. This, yeah, and
0: the bar's been an awesome uh, support. Exactly. So far for our show through Jason. So exactly. been re- we've been well, really we like you
3: guys, going. man. Y'all, y'all are all you right. Yep. It's cool. We kind of like you
0: We're
1: guys, gonna, We plan to really soil our reputation by the time we get out of here, so we'll see yeah. how you well, it. Mean, you last... mean soil
4: ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> that's a part
1: of the plan.
3: <laughs> well, after last time y'all came, I was kind of expecting y'all to be like, screw that place. <laughs> yeah. you know, I never want to go back there.
0: <laughs> now, if we found out it was an inside job, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. but you we come back and you've got was your own work. podcast oh, that... set <laughs> yeah. you, This dude. is all
0: looking strange. I did notice my
3: sister, Sue, got a new watch the next day.
1: <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having us. It's been a, a pleasure, pleasure to have you. And Jason, thanks again. Well, I'm Appreciate sure we'll probably have you at least one other time on this uh, episode. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, I
3: mean, you'll be around. We'll do. We're gonna do some more of it. We're literally so sitting right next to Ben, out. so it's not like we've <laughs> gone he forever. Told <laughs> me um, he told me he's
0: scouting out some goofy motherfucker for, to bring on the show.
3: So. Oh yeah, no, I've got somebody perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> yeah. Just Trust me for that. If you've ever heard Louisiana Cajun speak. Oh man. Here we uh, go. Yeah. As long as, as, as long as we can make out a little bit of what they're saying, it should be good. <laughs> we can work but with 10%. Just will uh, yeah. just, just look at his face and you, it just, it, it'll be <laughs> awesome. So.
1: All right. Well, banterers, stay tuned. We'll be back here in just a moment with some more uh, some more fun stuff here from from More this breweries, little...
0: more barbecue. Exactly. Pero <laughs>
1: Be-do-be-boop. Be-do-be-boop.
5: Be-do-be-boop. Be-do-be-boop. <laughs> I don't think I could follow that up, man. I feel, I feel like I'm in a jazz That reminds, me of, yeah, you know, yeah. that reminds me of
1: afternoon it. delight. <laughs> 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 All right, welcome back, Witty Banter. We're still here at the barbecue, except this time we have the barbecue portion on the microphone. We are introducing Big Squigs. How's it going, man?
5: Pretty good, man. Beautiful day. It kind is a nice hot. day. It's, it's a little hot. hot. You got it? a little
1: Houston heat.
0: I didn't yeah. notice
5: in
1: my black
2: jeans and boots. Yeah. Be, uh, man, and my, my,
5: my <laughs> wife had to come earlier and, and bring me shorts because I was That's like, no. What no I pants to today. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No.
1: All right, I'm excited because we just talked we talked to some people here bringing beers, but you're here actually slinging meat.
5: You're
2: here yes. providing <laughs> yeah. slinging meat. You're also brought people. some barbecue oh, don't, too. Sling cool. and making Make me swing yeah.
5: my meat, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ask some for that. Some people may be disappointed, but <laughs> others may be pleased There you go. Acquired uh, so, taste.
1: You're making what are you bringing today? Ribs and chicken?
5: Yep, today we're going to have uh ribs, chicken, sausage and pulled pork. All
1: right. Damn, you said awesome. you've already earned some decorations, right? Like
5: you've Um last year w- would be first place ribs, second place chicken. Damn.
1: Damn,
0: we just had one of those ribs. They tickled my fancy. Tingle your bits, man. Yeah, it tingled my bits.
5: <laughs> Good. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll be able to continue to pump them out. Uh, more people should be showing up all day, and you know we want to keep everybody pleased. Yeah, nice. awesome. Yeah, man, I'm so, excited. how
1: long have you been doing cookoffs and stuff like this?
5: Four years now. All right, that's yeah.
1: awesome. He's an experienced. Yeah,
0: um, And yeah, knows what a, he's doing.
5: A little bit. I, I would call it. Um, I'm an amateur at a professional level. There
0: you go. I like that. He's like the beginner of the experts. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I can dig it.
1: So we were talking to you a little bit earlier, and it turns out that you are a total beer freak, just like we are. And we're like, all right, we got to get this guy on the show immediately. Probably more (laughs) than we are. Definitely more than we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We, in fact... We're the beginning of hey, the amateur level. Show.
0: Yeah, I would say we're the inverse, where we're like the experts of all the beginners. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you don't know anything about beer, that, we got you a lot. That
5: terminology works for me. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. you were telling this, man. You're, you're self-employed, and you take beer vacations all year?
5: Yeah, well, uh, um, not all year, but uh, I do um, typically two to three weeks a year. Uh, my wife and I will go uh, brewery hop in a different state, and we visited... We've done everything from East Coast to West Coast um, everything in the central Chicago area um, hit up three Floyds and we've we've had a blast yeah nice I mean hit. what is
1: what has been your favorite state for, for beer
5: I mean definitely um, a lot of people the, the East Coast Vermont the, the thing about beer right now there's kind of almost a, a competition between East Coast and West Coast. Who would have okay. thought?
0: Da, da. Little, little Biggie Small, or uh, Biggie Smalls, Tupac.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bingo, bingo. Okay, cool. Like um, double IPAs and IPAs kind of originated, you know, on the on the West Coast. Okay. And now the East Coast is kind of reigning champion. Hmm. So, Vermont definitely, by far, has been. Uh, it was beautiful. We went up to the Alchemist. Um, we got Prohibition Pig, which is uh, Waterbury, Vermont, the capital of Vermont. FYI, um, yeah. the smallest capital population-wise in the U.S., 8,000 okay. people. Get your facts. Yeah, yep. <laughs> get your
0: facts on what he been to. So. He might have been on a tour.
5: Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I- I'm an East Coast fan right now. Uh, awesome. Have been for a while. Well, where so. are you
1: from? Are you from Texas?
5: I am born and raised...
1: Right here. So, where would you put Texas as far as ranking? Yeah. What t- team are we on?
5: Yeah. I mean, how not do we rank? Yeah, so but, like, where are we where in our we own? Are we south side? Beer. Kind of, kind of the, the the structure of Texas right now. Laws, um, TABC uh, is a pretty archaic uh, system.
1: It's a nightmare, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a very, fucking, it's, it's a nightmare. nightmare.
5: Yeah. But we're we're still um, ten years behind the rest of the people. Oh you yeah. Know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Portland or uh, San Diego, California, the Pacific Northwest, and then um, the East Coast, we're 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 kind of behind. Yeah. Really. Wow.
1: So, is that is that solely because of the laws, or?
5: Yeah, laws and um, yeah. people don't want to. TABC has not wanted to adjust for a long time because they're being paid. You know. Right. And hmm. it can be. Uh, we should redo it. You know. Um, <laughs> If I could say, you know...
2: Break down Congress? Yeah. Tear down these walls? Start <laughs> You know, legislation. From uh,
5: you know, legislation uh, the good thing about Texas, though, we may be about 10 years behind, but we are every week, you know, label approval. TABC's coming through new labels. Um, but... We could uh, we could go a little bit quicker and usurp TABC, and I know that won't happen for a long time. And yeah. that's I like okay. the word
1: usurp. I like yeah, the, that's a really good word to think about taking those fuckers out. My <laughs>
5: yep, Lord
0: of the Rings, definitely. exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I was yep. gonna ask you. So you said uh, I IP, like IPAs and. Some other type Double IPAs, uh, I think Yeah, double said. IPAs or West Coast kind of thing.
2: But East Coast stole them and made well, yeah. it perfect. no i no no, 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 no. No, no, um, no. Never, I'm just kidding. N- <laughs> not I'm just kidding. Stole <laughs>
0: them, I'm messing with you. But, um,
5: They're the branding. I mean, yeah. that's what
0: they kind of are known for. Is well,
5: uh the if you have, look at Pliny the Elder, Russian River is yeah. out of you know, California. Yes, I've heard a lot that about that. That is the OG double IPA. That's the grandfather of IPAs, the most respected, well-known. Shit. we got to get that. People yeah, people delicious. will die if they don't have it, you know. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> Myself but, included. <laughs> I mean, a great beer. I Dude, shout out to West Coast. I don't think you can get they it in made, Texas. Made, no, we can't. No, can. no. no, no. no. Um, we got some out in the parking lot if you guys want to sample no, some later. No, shit. Uh, oh, okay, I need to try it. But the East Coast are doing something different. They're doing more of a... Um, unpasteurized, unfiltered, to where your double IPAs and IPAs are becoming more hazy. Okay. There's a lot more citrus notes. They're a lot more thicker. They look like a, a glass of orange juice or a glass of foggy lemonade. Huh. Yeah. As opposed to the West Coast where you're going to get uh, Russian River Stone, um, which are all great breweries, but yeah, it's a different style. Yeah. And me, my personal favorite is East Coast. Shout out to Central Chicago, dude. You got Zombie Dust. um, (laughs) That's a sick name. (laughs) I like that. I
2: thought
0: you were gonna say that the East Coast might have like darker beers because it's colder and stuff up there. Well,
5: no. The funny thing about that, they have more double IPAs and IPAs than than we do here in Texas. I mean, they get colder. We're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, we we as a state have plenty of plenty to choose from. We have great beers, Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we go. Okay.
1: What do you you think Texas kind of does best as far as like, you know, there's a ton of breweries here in Texas, obviously. We have a wide gamut of what you can get just in the market, but is there anything that kind of stands out to you as you're traveling, and and people maybe even ask you what what beer is like in Texas? Is Um, there kind of like a one thing that you sit on or tell them? Sure.
5: Two things. That would be Pinehouse Pizza, yeah, electric jellyfish. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, electric Jellyfish is amazing, and then down here I would I would venture to say uh, Yellow Rose, the Smash IPA, single malt and single hop. Okay, everybody Maculia, loves Texas. Yellow Rose. Yeah, man,
2: that thing is incredible. <laughs> the, the,
5: only, the only trade bait we have, you know, kind okay. of one off release, but sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I was recently in New York and I got to have just, I got to be exposed to so many more um, breweries there that I haven't had before, but I still notice some of the same trends that I see here in Texas. And we've been talking with uh, other people all day about where they see beer kind of going in the future. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask the same question to you. Where do you think, what do you think is going to be the new kind of ghost that people are, that uh, breweries are going to be chasing that people want?
5: Well, what, what... It's a very broad question. Uh, let me start off with, out of nearly 4,000 breweries, craft breweries in the U.S., um, we we are going to experience our peak, and I think we're going through the peak right now, and then there will be a, a filter. You know, people oh. are going to fall off, yeah. breweries are going to fall off because we want the best of the best. The
4: demand of quality. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm. So. Darwin's
2: theory. Yeah, Nice.
5: With the number that we're going to go with, I don't know. Um, that's a pretty arbitrary, uh, you know, maybe non-existent number. But I think that compared to Europe 20 years ago, the U.S., I mean, the Europeans 20 years ago didn't want anything to do with U.S. market. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't want U.S. beer. Now, if you talk to Europeans, they, they're like... And you get some of that arrogant bastard yeah right, wow. right. wow okay Stone really, opened really. up in Berlin you know uh cool. Germany uh so yeah I think that uh it's an ultra high uh, hyper competitive market and we'll uh we'll find out soon but I think Texas is definitely on the map uh Brash Brewing of the shirt that I'm wearing sure Dude, out- and
1: by the way, I just want to mention, I've just recently started seeing Brash's stuff just through Facebook. I've never heard of these guys before, but all of their shirts are hilarious. They've got this one shirt that it's a it's a fucking pentagram with like a goat face on it. And yeah, El, says, Ale Satan. Satan. And I'm like, El I Satan. need that shirt. That is an amazing well, it looks shirt. Like, I think they've got yeah. like they've got like <laughs> stand-up arcade machines in their brewery and they stuff, do. dude. Pinball these, and- I, we what gotta the get over there. If man.
5: you like Street yeah. Fighter. Dude! Oh, my shut God the brood. fuck up! Are you street fucking kidding Guru. me? <laughs> Mortal Kombat. It
2: up, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm not even fucking playing we're around. We're partially that a is... video game podcast.
0: Yeah, we're yeah, Short totally so, fighting yeah, games man. are my
1: fucking specialty. So. They have, uh, <laughs> they that wasn't have... planned.
5: Excellent game. I've never, but so yeah, and just just
1: to, just to yank the wheel left real quick. Yep. I've never heard much of brass. Like, how long have these guys been around? I mean, can you tell me a little bit about um, them?
5: Year wise, I don't know. So uh, I can tell you that Ben had an operation out of uh, Mercury Brewing in uh, Ipswich, Massachusetts. Um, this would be four years ago, before the the house the the Texas laws changed. We had HB, I, I believe. And if anybody listening can correct me, it'd be HB one hundred one and one hundred two, House Bills Law. One hundred one and one hundred two um, pass, and it, it essentially changed it to where the owner of a brewery could own also uh, a, and sell a, their a, beers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah a it brew- wasn't
1: it Jester King that kind of really was at the spearhead of pushing uh, that forward? Jeff
5: Stuffings, the owner of um, uh, Saint Arnold, of course, Brock, right, and then uh, Freetail, the owner of Freetail, I- I'm pretty sure they all, and there was a, a few others on board, but. The legislation was written by them and presented to the Texas House. Wow. Nice. Mm. nice. So,
1: interesting, Cool. Craft brewers doing it all, man. Yeah, That's definitely. Taking no <laughs> shit.
6: You
5: have to. What was, let me ask you guys a question. Sure, sure. What do you think? What do you think about what's going on? You guys are from Austin.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh... They well, are. We, well, I I went to school in Austin. We both live in Houston now. I'm a Houston boy. So. I don't know. What's up. Yeah, yeah,
5: brothers, there's that high sir. five. <laughs> what about the QVA? Uh, Cuba a Coffee, man. What do you think about that?
1: You know, I haven't drank in much of it, but I see them everywhere, and I've seen them proliferate in a very short period of time where, you know, you can you can see they're on tap at just a bunch of random either bars or just coffee shops, mm-hmm. or you can buy them in a grocery store. Are
5: you familiar with the legislation the, the th- that's going on with them right now?
1: No, I haven't heard anything no. about they, bring it. Bring um, it to the table. We yeah.
5: challenged the state of Texas last year or earlier this year, late last year, they, TABC came down and said that anybody that has a Crowler outside of being a brewery, because brew pubs, uh, Petrol Station, uh, they're a brew pub now, but uh, other places that had Crowlers, and everybody's familiar, Oscar Blues came up with this. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. pretty much a, a, a portable. Yeah, can, a
1: huge you know? jug.
5: 20, yeah, 24 ounce, 32 ounce rather. And
1: they're awesome. They look like little yeah. missiles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, boop.
5: TABC said that it was a manufacturing process, and that you couldn't have a crowler. You could, you could have a growler, because oh, okay. that's just pouring it into, a, really, a, a jar and taking it mm-hmm. home, rather. Yeah. So there's a lawsuit right now that has most of Texas and the craft beer scene on edge, because crowlers are, according to TABC, a form of manufacturing.
1: Okay. Because you got to make the can essentially. Or? Well,
5: you seal the can. Uh, it's yeah. just a little machine. You put it in, you fill it up, and it so seals it. Pops right. the top. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a big lawsuit. Cuba Coffee brought it on, and we hope they win. Um, it would be definitely be good for anybody looking to make money off of crowlers and yeah. give good yeah. beer to people. Yeah. So Absolutely. I mean,
1: how are you staying up to date with sort of what's going on in terms of laws with craft craft beer because you know, as someone who really just, for me, craft beer is just going into a good bottle shop and picking up beer or whatever. Um, but I don't know where to even go on the Internet to keep up with these kind of things. Like, How do you stay in the loop?
6: Sure. I'm
5: in a, I'm in a group called Houston Beer Connoisseurs. Yeah. Um, nice. Shout out to Isaiah Warner. He, what up, Isaiah? Hey, Isaiah. Thanks. He writes a lot of our uh, congressmen and lobbies for um, more free more freely reigned you know uh, yeah rules yeah
1: that's awesome that's i mean just as a quick aside like when we talk about when people talk about the beer community or whatever you know community mm-hmm. can sometimes be used very loosely but that is an ex- excellent example of how a bunch of people can get together create social capital really and actually like give a shit enough to change make things, make yep. it happen yeah it's yeah, yeah. really cool
0: yeah that's super cool so <laughs> <Mayor> yeah you're isaiah <laughs> I, <laughs> isaiah
5: warner awesome man. yeah man great great guy If you ever look at Brash Brewing last year, he was the guy that was wearing red basketball shorts and a a shirt with a a tie on it, you know, Yeah. shirts. Yep. And uh, he became the number one, like, icon for Brash Brewing after the anniversary, or the, the, the grand opening. The anniversary was last weekend, the first anniversary, but... Isaiah Warner uh, is a really good guy, and he's hilarious as shit, man. Cool. Maybe we'll have to uh,
0: try and get on some of those uh, listservs for, like, uh, connoisseurs and stuff. Try and get in on (laughs) the loop. We're
1: going to have to pretend really hard that we know what we're talking (laughs) about.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) I'd like to ask, uh, just aside from, you know, the trends of beer and stuff, what do you find yourself kind of turning a new leaf on, maybe trying beers – like what? What's uh, the next frontier for you? You feel like as a
5: as a beer enthusiast. Well,
0: as far I would, as types
5: of beers. L- let me give you a short story. When I first got into craft beer, I loved barley wines. Yeah. Okay. Um, super rich malty. Um, I love them. Um,
1: they're so complex. You should check out the St. They Arnold's they barley wine. Yeah, we, we just had a, really a second ago. It was, it was fucking really insane. Dope.
5: If you. If you throw in the wrench of every, I mean, you guys have seen the the, the posters of how many you know beers there are, starting off with an ale and a lager, and then there's yeah. so it's many a Huge spider web, basically. Yeah, it's a yeah. spider web of different types of beers. Yes. Well, I don't think you can really reinvent anything new. Okay. You you, you just can't do it. But what we can do as a as a community altogether is. Bring back older styles and then continue to perfect our newer styles.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: sure.
5: Goza. Yeah, um, yeah, it's coming a up, very right? popular style. Seems to be coming back, yeah. And my favorite would be out of North Carolina. That's Westbrook.
1: Okay. Have to write that down. I've yeah. been on a, like, ever since I, I tried my first goza just at a sampling thing, and I was like, this is the weirdest, most interesting thing I've had in, like, yep. years.
5: Coriander, sea salt.
1: Exactly. When I tasted that, it, honestly, yeah. I was like, this tastes like pizza crust to
5: me. Yep. You know, I was like, this is incredible. It's <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: see, it's like stuffed crust Try, pizza. Uh,
5: definitely, uh, even in, the best gosa in Texas, real ale.
4: Yeah. Really? They have really? a
5: gosa, lime, coriander, and sea It's cool. phenomenal.
4: Cool. We'll have to Beautiful.
5: check it out.
0: Is that? Would that be one that you would uh, personally recommend to the show? Oh, absolutely.
5: I, yeah. <laughs> I would well, recommend can I get right your now if actual you recommendation. But uh, unfortunately, you know we don't have it right now. However, once every summer um, they come out with it, and it's the real El Gosa, made in uh, I believe they're out of Blanco, Texas. Okay. And oh gosh, if you if you like that that style, kind of a a half sour, you know, half uh, half wheat beer—it's amazing. Yeah, that so, sounds, sounds, yeah, sounds pretty good. Pretty well,
1: man, uh, where where's the next beer vacation for you? Where, where are you going next?
5: Uh, I will probably more than likely take another trip to Vermont before the end of the year. <laughs> I'll go by it's myself. That good? Yeah. He already Jessica. decided. This Here's the this. She'll she'll <laughs> beg to differ, but <laughs> yeah. that's okay. I will probably go up there and visit the new Alchemist Brewery. Um, they reopened. Oh shit! Okay. They're releasing stuff that they've never released to the public before in case limits. So you can uh, essentially take a case home and I will probably do that. Last time I was up there I shipped back nine boxes which was killer. Uh, that's way to do it. Yeah.
0: boxes. So you're going to try and like age these beers or something? Or you no. So
5: I got to like drink like, them a few weeks I later. Mean, uh, I'll <laughs> drink them pretty quickly, but... Uh, just down when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just aside. a case race is how fast yeah. I get through them. <laughs> yep. No, the funny thing is we, we shipped back so much beer that time that we uh, we... I had people coming up you know they want hey let me have some Heady Topper let me have some Focal you were a dealer (laughs) you know people were like yeah let me have some I'm like yeah okay you know I'm not gonna sell it to them Mm -hmm. I I got the goods for free you know yeah Yeah. and uh It'll be Vermont, though, or uh, San Diego's coming up in April. Okay, awesome. right. so either I've never been. Us. I've never been to San Diego. Okay, so this will be my first time. Well, I'll tell
1: you what. The weather's a hell of a lot better than it is
5: right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really it. brother, it is hot. It is. Oh, it's <laughs> steaming right hot. My Luckily, neck under, is red. <laughs> <but>
1: then, <laughs> I'm uh, baking right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, one last question I have before we uh, let you go. We, our podcast, we call ourselves Beer Enthusiasts, but like I was telling you a little bit earlier. We kind of keep things surface level because we like to be the entry point for people um, who like craft beer or want to get into craft beer. Do you have any just words of wisdom or advice for people who maybe or are, beer. Or beer, who are a little bit intimidated by the whole scene, but they know they want to get into it? You know, like what would you say to those people? Yeah.
5: Don't ever let anybody tell you what to drink. Um, find your flavor and go with it. Uh, I, I, would, I would venture to say with advice that the... Saisons are a very good entry point for any novice Ooh. beer drinker or experienced because they can be, they can be simple or complex. Okay. Yeah. And That's saisons are that, a great so. beer. Uh, I mean, we're not, we're almost into winter in Texas, but it's still hot out. But yeah. <laughs> you would have no idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> could have sworn it was June. So
5: <laughs> saison would be a great, you know, entry point for anybody. I think that it's, uh, it, you know, the ABV five percent. It's a light-bodied beer and. You can, you can drink it year-round, and especially in the heat. So if you want something to compare us to the big boys, what AB Mbev uh, AB you know, InBev is doing rather. Uh, pardon me, I've had a couple of beers. But. <laughs> us hey too. Man, yeah, I know, I'm,
1: I'm a little bit worried for these next few interviews because I'm just going to be, like, getting a little bit drippier and drippier. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. a little swoopy
5: and <laughs> slippy-slappy.
1: So, last thing: uh, Is there any place our listeners can find you at? Are you on Twitter or on Instagram, anything like that? You can follow
5: me on Instagram, the Holy Infidel, and, and nice. then uh, on Twitter, I am My Little Infidel. Awesome. Um, so. so.
0: I thought you'd have Squigs somewhere on lockdown. Yeah, no I, I,
5: I need to change it. Uh, everybody, everybody knows me as Squigs. Okay. And I, I, it's something that I haven't changed, but I will. Awesome. I, I can so. dig
0: Squigs and Holy Infidel.
5: Honestly. Yeah.
2: If you can't find him on Holy Infidel, he changed it to Squigs.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, Squigs, thank you so much for your
0: time.
2: Yeah. For no, real, thank man. Thanks we for appreciate coming it, on here. Man. Awesome, yeah, man, it was awesome. Yeah,
5: it was yeah. Yeah,
1: really, really cool. Fun having you. Um, I can't wait to eat more of your ribs. Because yeah, was I am
5: starving. Awesome. I'm going to go get out, and we'll we'll grub all day. All right, man. Drink beer too. Yeah, we can do that. Beer here. A little of that. Yeah. There's no beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Best of, of luck beer. in the uh,
1: competition as well. Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah. and uh, right. Banter Nation. We'll be right back with some more uh, some more stuff for you. Yes. Cheers. <laughs>
2: See,
1: dude, yeah. everyone's falling right into the groove today. Everybody, everybody has cool their own today. beep. The witty band energy is just flowing out. Everyone's feeling it,
2: man. Yours is like a breaking news <laughs> beep beep You know, I like that one. That <laughs> I do what I one can. Breaking. Yeah, gotcha.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Banter Nation, we're still here at the third annual Barbecue. And uh, we've gotten quite a few more beers in us. Things are getting a little looser, a little wilder. A little loosey-goosey. I've finally gotten to eat some of the barbecue. Delicious. It's been fucking delicious. Yes, speaking amazing. of barbecue, we've got a teammate himself here to talk on the microphone. Please introduce yourself, my friend. I am John Raycroft,
0: and I participate in the Live on Tape Delay podcast. Yes.
1: This is, so I don't even really know how to start, because we were talking we we're talking to you when we first got here about your show, and it is fucking uncanny. <laughs> The similarities <laughs> we're starting to draw between our two shows. I mean, Hunter, you're, you're feeling it as well. Okay, crazy yeah, we, not only, okay,
0: not only is the layout similar. He goes, okay, we like to talk about beer. We also like to talk about music, particularly metal. Yeah, okay. yeah so right yeah. so are yeah. off the bat, we're like, okay,
2: a little similar, <laughs> okay, so far. The then as we guidelines. start
0: inquiring a little bit more, we even start asking about the, the personnel, he has guys that are more of the people that are making stuff happen from segment to segment. He has people that are taking over the uh, like more intricate kind of detailed stuff. I don't know. He, he just... They're on episode eighty. Yeah, he's on episode <laughs> that eighty. That one was, you know, was that pretty was stupid. The fuck, man. <laughs>
2: we're about to record eighty, like probably today. It's like he's not really
0: really that. But we also just released our space episode, yeah. and supposedly <laughs> you have one coming out soon. Yeah, yes, it's yes. absolutely. We have absurd. one in the works. <laughs> we have yeah. a guy that works at NASA that we're trying to do a witty banner goes to the
1: moon episode. <laughs> it's incredible. So what time? What time did you get here this morning to start to kick off all this? Uh, all this cooking.
0: I think we got here at seven forty-five and started the fire about. 755.
1: Nice. How many a year, uh, do you participate in these kind of cook-offs often? Or? This is the first one. First Ooh. one. <laughs> no all shit. Right. yeah. So awesome. how'd you hear about it then? Uh,
0: so my buddy lives right down the street here and he went to this same celebration last year and about three months ago we decided that we were going to smoke a pork butt just around in my house. We did yeah. it. Gotta Turned out great. Pork butt. Yep. And he was <laughs> here. He was drunk. He's like I'm signing us up for it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Next thing I know we're signed up and alright I'm here. It's 8 a.m. on a Saturday
1: morning <laughs> do you regret it at all not at all there you got go. Even a little bit so we need to hear gotcha. so I, I honestly like we've gotten to talk to a couple people already we've been mostly talking about beer I know you're a beer enthusiast but I do want to talk about your podcast a little bit more more, right. more, more specifically uh your your fandom of metal yeah because we we're we love metal as well we, right. have a, mm-hmm. we have a segment called metal or magic where we read metal lyrics yeah or or flavor text from magic the <laughs> gathering cards Do you know magic the game?
0: I've played it like once. Okay. You
1: know, yeah, and the game is you have to guess which one is which. It's a okay. fucking blast. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of what kind of metal you listen to, man? I
0: like all metal. So most recently, uh, me and one of the other guys on the podcast, Rob, we went to Blind Guardian Warehouse Live about 2 weeks ago.
1: <laughs> I use their lyrics
0: all constantly the to play
2: the metal magic game. You'd be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised. When we started
0: the game, all, when we
1: started there. the game, I was like Blind Guardians going to be my trump card because I'm these guys you will never be able to tell if they're yeah. fantasy techs or not Yeah. yeah so, right. so
0: actually Rob and Chris years ago they've been in metal bands for their entire lives they've started which, uh, which
1: bands yeah like,
0: uh, Cryptic East is okay. the one that they've gone forever but they originally started with Desecrator and they're both western New York focused yeah. bands so Cryptic East hasn't played a show in about three years and they're gonna do their first one in uh, December, like cool. Christmas time. So awesome, congrats awesome. to them! Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Is there anything in the metal verse that has been catching your interest lately? That's new. The new Meshuga album is fucking really? fantastic. Cool. I've yes. heard of Meshuga for sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But
0: then
1: it's dude, it's really hard for me to discover new music recently. Like, what are what are you using to kind of?
0: I go on to Spotify, and so, like, I work in software, and yeah. so I just get to listen to Spotify all day. Same and so what I do is I just pick a band, and I just go to related artist, and yeah. I just dive down the rabbit hole as far as I can go. <laughs> Deeper into the crevasse. It's, a, it's yeah. honestly
1: amazing how in the past five years we've kind of been able to do that. You know, yeah. like, so much music is at our fucking fingertips now. Yeah. Like, dude, I was even on Pandora, right? Yeah. And I typed in just a single song, and they, are starting to, they broke down the song in ways that like I didn't even know that was possible. And I was like, yeah, I do like all these things. You guys are like fortune tellers for music, man. Dude, yeah. for so real. so
0: the, the thing that blew my mind was, uh, so last week, Leaves Eyes came out with a new album. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Mm. They're like a, a Swedish uh, symphonic metal band, something like that. Wow. But they had the same lead singer, she's a female, they had her for the entire time they started. She stopped the last two albums, she quit the band for whatever reason. So her little sister is the lead singer of another metal band. But then she left that metal band to go to another one, and then... This is so like a
1: family drama tree <laughs> yeah. starting family to form. Family drama, <laughs> just Swedish diving down TV show metal, metal metal It's like Game of Thrones, but in <laughs> metal bands, you know? So that was my
0: last Friday, was driving down this rabbit hole to Swedish <laughs> metal bands, I can't even pronounce, uh, yeah. the relative of <laughs> Leaves Ives' ex-lead singer. It's like, how many
1: umlauts can we put over all the letters? Yeah. Exactly. I would
0: recommend them to you, but I don't know what their name is. <laughs> I can't
2: pronounce
1: yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, how long... Like, how... And by the way, I, I want to just keep diving, because... The other guests that we've had on, we've been more of, like, beer-focused, and, yeah. uh, you know, like, we were talking about earlier, a big part of our show is music and other, like, hobbies and stuff, so it's yeah. cool to have someone who shares those interests, but how long have you been listening to metal, and, like, what kind of got you into it?
0: Uh, Honestly, System of Down got me into metal.
1: Mm. Wow,
0: good choice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: solid. Very modern. Yeah. Ba- but but for me, I, like, I was, like, an
0: early to. teenager when they came out, yeah. so it was... Because they're really yeah, interesting. so was I, yeah. yeah. You, you hear them, and you're not... You, you know, like, they're heavy, yeah. but then you're, like, this also has, like... This guy's got an operatic voice. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's
1: cool is, like, I wa- I saw an interview with Surge. Um, I think it's, it's like a What's in My Bag, and it's this uh, YouTube channel where it's, like, this really famous record store, apparently in L.A., and they interview famous people. They let them go buy stuff, and they show What's in My Bag. Wow. And in his is just, like, a ton of musical scores and stuff. Wow. And so the guy is very... Like uh, composition focus and stuff like that, and yeah. it's it's just so cool how that kind of stuff filters into metal, and how a lot of like even metal solos came from like virtuoso violin players and things like that. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So like I'm a personally a huge fan of Dream Theater's most recent album, partially because I love the most recently Miz movie. Yeah. And Dream Theater's most recent album is so like it's the metal version of that to the core. So are you a big <laughs> fan of concept wow. albums? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got your yeah. yeah. favorite concept love albums? Concept album. Honestly, Dream Theater's most recent one is my yeah. favorite. Really? What's the name yeah. of it? I can't remember the name of it. Okay. You asked well, me we'll on look the spot. At the most, I can't remember the we'll name of it. We'll look at, at the <laughs> most recent <laughs> 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 He's only given us enough to look up. We'll look at yeah. the most yeah. recent you got to
1: put him on the spot like that, man. Come on. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> think Yeah, so how long have you been doing your show, man? Uh, We started... We do it weekly. We're on episode 80. So, yeah. however so it's long that is. It's been
0: 90s. a bit. Kind yeah. of the same Yeah. One.
1: That's yeah. awesome. I mean, and you go through Skype as well. Yeah. What do you... I mean... For us, obviously, the hardest part about a podcast is getting people to listen to it. Yep. Getting people to give a shit. Yep. Because at first, when I first started a podcast, it was fun to be like, yeah, I'm Chase. Okay, what do you do? I'm on a podcast. <laughs> but then I realized, like, everyone of their fucking mother has one.
0: Exactly. Have you felt,
1: like, what have you kind of done to try to circumvent that? Just over-sat- what feels like oversaturation yep. on my end.
0: So, so the benefit of having a couple buddies on the podcast who have been in the metal scene for a long time is that they've built, rela- like one guy is a sound engineer in Western New York for every show there. Wow. And so he's kind of built relationships with certain people. So for example, one of our episodes was, have you ever heard of Jagpanzer? My nope. buddy's calling me. <laughs> Jagpanzer exactly I mean. is a classic power metal band from uh, the States, but Mark Briody is a guitarist for him. So we did a brief interview with Mark Brighty. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. That was one of our awesome. episodes yeah. because we built, they built that relationship through their entire career.
1: Right. Mm. It's I mean, that's, and that's that's just good advice for like anybody. Like, if if you have an opportunity like that, fucking seize it. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for real. people, it's not like people are gonna. It's, you see, well, if you get a no, fine. But people are also pretty open to doing this yeah. shit. You know? we, we
0: message people all the time. Where it's like, hey, do you want to do an interview? Whether or not they respond, whatever. But sure. we at least try to get get it out there yeah. yeah exactly
1: so are you going up to new york often or are you just sort of like
0: my buddy is because that's where his family is yeah, yeah i'm cool. from here so i just stay here yeah. you,
1: you were born in houston live in houston i was or- born
0: in south carolina but i've been in houston long enough nice. cool. it's the same thing yeah. all right
1: so you're a beer enthusiast as well yep what are we drink what are you guys drinking right now i feel like we should all check in real quick i'm
0: trying to stay sober so i'm drinking lone star
1: Hey, Lone start the number one, <laughs> the number one, number one cheap shitty beer, beer, man. Yeah, it is the yeah, number one. Had, shitty
0: beer. <laughs> <laughs> we had, a, we had an episode where we tried all of like the sort of more menial beers, yeah. and that was his favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm actually drinking the uh, the Divine Reserve that we had recently Ooh, from the Double. Went back and doubled down. I'm on doubling on it. down, yeah. And see, so. actually, we start every episode with a section called "What Drinkin'.
1: Drinkin'? so you drinking?"
0: What you drinking? So you guys do different best, beers. That's what's time? your
1: bag, but yeah.
2: But what's in your bottle,
1: or can, yeah. <laughs> or glass, yeah. or anything? Well, I mean, Absolutely. what's been good recently, man? Like, what what have you been like on a kick for? And
0: uh, Carbox fifth anniversary Cantuple IPA was fantastic. God, it's not really awesome. an IPA. It's it, it's it's five different uh, malts, five different yeasts, five different sugars, five different uh, hops. Fantastic blend. Um, let me try, let me think here. Um, Alaska's thirtieth anniversary just came out recently. That was fantastic. Okay. Um, hmm abita just came out with their barrel aged ipa it was also fantastic okay um and then all the avery stuff is starting to filter their way down here so you're getting there their barrel-aged sour with spearmint added. Dude, I've just Damn. been... I
1: love sours so much. I'm yeah. so happy that sours got popular. <laughs> B-52
0: had their anniversary party recently, and they released a shit ton of sours in really? it. Really? And they're all fantastic. I've got a couple that have been aging ever since that anniversary party. I'm nice, just dude. I'm waiting to open I've them. I
1: have yet to really do any like beer aging myself. Yeah. In fact, and we mentioned it earlier, we have, opened, we have accidentally opened beers that are meant to be aged. And we, yeah. Then we were reading the, the label like, oh shit. Like, live like, on the podcast. We're like, oh, this isn't <laughs> as good <laughs> as I thought. <laughs> it <was laughs> like, no, it's not not supposed to age it for four
0: age. years yeah, before yeah. trying it. I've got a 120 minute. I've got a Quintuple IPA. I've got the Alaskan 30th anniversary. I've got a Arrogant Bastard Midnight Brunch that I'm aging. I've got a uh, J.W. Leeds 2001 year uh, barley wine, and a couple of the B52 special releases.
1: I mean, cool. all right. So we have a question from on this week, uh, this week's show from a listener. And it's a listener named Dunter Horsett, right. which is a play on our man right here's name, Hunter Dorset. <laughs> By the way, this, and this has been, I don't know if you have little inside jokes in your podcast. Oh, yeah. This guy, yeah. or girl, who the fuck knows, has been emailing us. We can't figure out who this person is. Yeah. We're pretty sure it's someone who's close to us. Yeah. We can't pin it down. Yeah. But their question this week was, what was the first craft beer that you had that got you into craft beer? So I thought this would be a good opportunity to explore that with everybody
0: first craft beer I had they got me into craft beer. So I went to school in Oklahoma. I went to OU. Okay. So okay. Yeah, so well, all, your, all, all your Austin stuff. Are there it, some OU beers out there? Uh it started with Prairie. Prairie.
7: Prairie dude, Artisan yes. Prairie, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I they got that, some that p- good shit. That was probably one of the first craft beers I had. That or Lagunitas somewhere in that area. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, and when you had it, was it like this revelation moment or was it just like at Probably. a certain point, you were <laughs> just <not>. like... So, <laughs> no, gonna, it was. Don't so, dial
0: it down. That's no, no, no. what happened. <laughs> the so so started with up. the first time I had a beer with my dad when I was 21, I ordered a Guinness. Mm. I didn't think about it because yeah. I've been drinking beer for so long because right. I was in college. And he looks at me, he's like, why do you like Guinness? And you just turned 21. <laughs> like, you showed know. your
1: hand, man. I, I just
0: lie. want to seem cool, Dad. I thought yeah, it was
2: Genesis, <laughs> like the Phil Collins <laughs> album. Yeah. I don't, is that not I right? No <laughs> what is this?
0: I heard it be good. I don't know. Genesis. Yeah. Genesis. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Genesis, I mean, yeah. I always thought that, like, I don't consider it craft really that much anymore, but like, I thought Blue Moon was like the gateway beer.
2: You that know, was beer yeah. that, like, the weed it's of craft beer. Yeah. The yeah. Weed yeah. Of craft beer.
0: <laughs> it's like people try that. It's really flavorful, so they're like, "Oh wait, I like flavor in my beer," and then they yeah. start trying other ones. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mostly
2: just yeah, the first beer you had outside of
0: like those mainstream. Yeah, outside of the three, the, and... the Trinity. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the Trinity. <laughs> Course light, but light. I mean, I like drank really PBR light. all through college. I still love PBR. My favorite yeah. go-to beer, other than Lone Dude, Star. Dude, Lone
1: Star is my go-to. Yeah, like, Lone
2: Star. I have to hold it down. Yeah, it's
1: so. it's fine because Oklahoma has shitty
2: laws. It was PBR for me. Right, right. <laughs> what
0: about you,
1: man? First, craft beers.
2: I mean, definitely. I mean, we talked to him already. I mean, St. Arnold's is so big around here. One. That, like, the first couple beers that I had it's that, accessible. like, my sister or somebody would give to me. Like, Lawnmower. Um, even uh, their Summer Pilsner was also one. Honestly, because the bottle looks so cool. I was like, this is cool, man. So, definitely drinking those. I thought I should probably explore beers that don't suck. So
1: I fucking started right into it with... One twenty minute IPA.
0: <laughs> oh like my
1: god. I'm serious. Christ. That like, doesn't
0: surprise me actually at My all. buddy
1: Chris, who was my roommate at the time, was a huge craft beer nerd. Yeah. And he was just like, You're twenty one now. You really earned it. <laughs> you got some hair on your chest.
0: He gave you a he gave you an official speech. And he was like, Yeah,
1: exactly, right? He had it all written out. <laughs> and he gave me and he gave me a one twenty minute and I sipped and I was like, This is actually awesome. And yeah. that was sort of my kickoff. From that point. Okay, point. well, thank
0: you so much, John. I know you got to get back to your team. I do. we are yeah, yeah. about to start judging, our, judging, right? Oh, We've oh, our pulled pork for the open competition. Dude, Ooh. best of luck,
1: man. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show. One more time for everyone who's listening, and you know, because our podcasts obviously have a lot of shared interests, and so yeah. I want our listeners to be able to check you guys out. Tell us where we can find you. We're on
0: iTunes, whatever podcast site you want to go to to listen to us, but it's live on Tape Delay. Perfect. Live on Tape, tape delay. delay.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time, well, and Way Banter Nation, we'll be back in a bit. Good luck. people. If you want to follow the show Once the mics have turned off Follow us on Twitter and Instagram At Witty Banter Show Also, like our
0: Facebook page At facebook.com slash Podcast And help the show get discovered By
1: leaving a review on iTunes And finally, steer the conversation By sending a question to Show At gmail.com Or suggest a beer for us to review By going to our website wittybantershow.com That's enough plugs Let's get back to the show
0: hey,
2: beep Beep. Yeah.
1: A single beep.
6: <laughs> just a single, a single beep. beep.
1: It's, it's, it's just easy going. It's reserved, but it's classic. Exactly. You don't need to say <laughs> any more. You just, you just give the single beep. That's all you need. Right. And that beep came from Briley. It was here from Community Brewery. Correct? Yes, sir. From Dallas, Texas. Old
7: Dallas. Yep. Just landed in Houston.
1: Just landed in Houston. And this is... I've never heard of you guys. You say you just got to Houston eight weeks ago? Eight weeks. Man. That sounds intimidating.
7: It's it's a little
1: intimidating. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, what do you what do you do for community?
7: I sell the beer.
1: Just selling it, just, just slinging it like it. a slang
2: the beer. All that's right, it's an important a beer job. slanger, we call it. Beer's
1: not going to slang itself. <laughs> How does community like look at a market that's as big and diverse as Houston and, and like what's the uh, even approach? How do you approach something like that?
7: Full force. Yeah, just uh, as hard yeah, as we can. just here Give we are. Give it our are. best shot. Yeah. A
1: little here, a little there. You know. <laughs> You guys said you've been around for like four years now.
7: Yeah, four to five. Um, up in Dallas, down in Austin, and then again just reached
1: Houston. Nice. I haven't. Yeah. So I'm from Austin. Hunter lived in Austin for a little while, and Max is from Houston. Houston native. Oh, so wow. yeah. So we'll have to
2: check. I you. am your clientele now, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. Apparently. <laughs> Sell so I'm the most Let's important. Go. Yeah. Why should I buy your beer? Sorry. Oh,
0: wait. Are you saying that the brewery started up in the last eight weeks in Dallas, or no, you were I, there?
7: No. The as far as distribution, is just now available in Houston. Okay. So it's been up in Dallas. It's been in Austin, but we're finally getting some of the goodness here.
0: Okay. Cool. So y'all Austin. are starting to spread your, spread your feelers out yeah. across Texas. Yeah. Is it mostly feelers Texas Winks. that y'all are
1: kind of sticking Texas to? So only Texas so far. Okay. Right Do you guys have any grand ambitions for other states?
7: There's talk of it. Um, we're kind of small as far as the brewery right now. Uh, looking to expand add a couple more 150s, which are the big tanks. So
1: mm-hmm. cool. hopefully we're going to get a right. little bit more. And so uh, we have in front of us two of what are your flagship kind of beers? or? Well,
7: right now, okay, so we've got the Texas Hellas, which was our spring seasonal. Awesome. Um, German-style lager, really good. Especially again on this nice summer October, October day. <laughs> nice
1: burning. Okay. Yes. We were just baking in the heat, you know. <laughs> okay. I'll try the I'll try the there Yeah, go. so what what's this beer all about?
7: Uh, super light, super crisp, um really low as far as hoppiness. God, it Only smells icing. so good. Yeah, yeah. super crisp. Oh
1: my
7: God. <laughs> it was our spring seasonal, um and then started coming up as far as sales go it's to so our easy, number man. one. It's so yeah. easy to drink.
1: It's so good.
2: Yeah. It is nice. A nice change from some of the other. Like, yeah, uh, we've had some, yeah. some, some heavy beers right yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: now. We're just like, oh, God. Has this one been <laughs> with Delicious, you guys but, since you, you know. started? No. It was like one of the first beers, or is it kind of new? Or?
7: Nope, it came out in the spring, and it was supposed to just be a seasonal. Um, sales took off So they're just like Let's just do like this maybe all we year keep round. Yeah, an, yeah Let's keep selling <laughs> People it. like this We should probably sell them more of that. <laughs> That's awesome That's awesome
1: And so the other one that we have here
7: This is our Whitbeer this one just won a bronze medal at
1: GAVF. Congratulations. Last week. That's awesome. Man. All right. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Is everyone cool. just celebrating and popping open? Just I guess crazy. not champagne. Do, do, yeah, if do you breweries shake one Yeah, do breweries celebrate their it Then It's like champagne? It's, sure. I see. You get it. Champagne. Congrats, beers. man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's really you. cool. Yeah. That's All awesome. right. So with the wit beer. Yep. So with our podcast, we review a lot of beers, but we kind of consider ourselves uh, the, like, for people who want to entry point right? we're like the entry point for people who want to get into craft brewery so we don't try to go too deep so just on like a surface level what can you expect from like a wit beer and, and what we're kind of drinking here
7: so what makes a wit beer most of the all is going to be the strain of yeast that they use so you're gonna get mostly banana you're gonna get um, some coriander in there sometimes you get a bubblegum ours doesn't really finish on the bubblegum you're gonna get more of that spice down at the bottom of that one yeah.
1: okay yeah, that was good These are both really light and just drinkable,
7: Super awesome. Yes. Do you guys
1: have any big, like, heavy hitter beers as well? Oh, yeah. We've got our Legion. Yeah. 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 So
7: we've got our Legion Stout. Um, That one sits at about 11%. Nice. We go ahead and we age it in bourbon barrels as well sometimes, which... Brings it up okay, even further, and just, right? Yeah, it'll knock you off your feet. The, sure. yeah. well,
2: the <laughs> Legion. You'll be on the floor Stout. after one. You know, it's kind of a good time. Yeah, Legion Stout sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen that one before. Oh wait, that was one of the more Legion popular. Stout. That's yeah. what
0: you were saying. Yeah, we bought that. I bought. We that.
2: have the Legion Stout, and that's actually coming up soon. So soon. I think. soon we have, soon have a, it. Soon, yeah. Soon we have it. I mean, we'll give you a little bit. Yeah, the listeners. We will have, have a heads <laughs> up. It's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited about that one.
0: We have a. We have a friend that works at NASA. And he's okay. like, y'all should come out tour NASA. We're like, okay, Witty Banner goes to the moon. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, we we each decided to bring a beer. I decided to do the Legion.
8: Nice. So it sounds like
0: we're gonna have to review personal to. There review you go. I won't on listen. the Legion style. See if it's worth it. Yeah. Right. So no, I'm, it'll be good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty
1: familiar with Austin because I live there, and because Houston because I visit here quite often. I know it's got a very diverse craft beer scene. Yeah. Um, But I don't go to Dallas often. Is the same sort of thing happening up there? I mean, what what does craft beer look like up in Dallas?
7: Well, so I am – I live in Houston. As far as being up in Dallas, it's the same thing as Houston. You get a few pop-ups here and there. There are smaller ones. They may or may not make it. It's a brutal world out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, and
1: you guys just started four years ago. I mean, coming in so – I mean, kind of relatively recently, how has it been for you guys? I mean –
7: So far, so good. Um, The ability to even expand – out to other markets and have that power behind it is awesome. The reception in Houston so far has been excellent. Right. So I would think that if we chose to expand some more that it would be the same story.
1: I mean, what's what's the most important kind of aspect for spreading the word for you guys? Is it is it sort of just ground level events like this one is? Yeah, or? I was
7: going to ask.
0: Is it would you say that it's more important for y'all to have a beer that like hits and sticks with people or is it more important for y'all to have like a line of beers or even like just a general thing that people can rely on you for as a brewery for people to kind of get into y'all. Well
7: so usually what you name is your flagship, that's your money maker, the one that keeps your lights on. Um, so for like Deep L amount Mounted Dallas, that would be their Dallas Blonde. Ours is our Mosaic IPA, which we the will have on track here. Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. that's the one, the one that when we came here, most people actually had already heard about. They knew it. They loved it. They'd had it at beer festivals. Okay. That helped going into it, but now it's feet on the ground. Hey, try our other stuff. Get okay. to know us, that type of stuff.
1: Cool. Dude, this, this Hellas is awesome. Yeah. It's so easy to drink. It man. is it goes down very well. It's, it's just like it's just super light and it's like a little sweet. I don't know. I'm loving it, man.
0: We might have been like I don't know in skewed because we've had such like the first two or three beers that we've had are like ten like percent. 12%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and what is this? What,
7: four, this 4.5? one's five.
0: five. Five. So yeah, we got it's Do you have a favorite style nice. of beer?
7: I'm an IPA girl. I'm a really? hop head yeah. for sure. You're a hop head. I am. Okay, That's so
0: true. so what's your what's your favorite beer in the line of community beers?
7: Right now it's the Hellest, which is so crazy because the mosaic is so good, but it's so big. So it's sitting at like 8.5%. You so can't it's, really it's drink that all the time. Yeah. It's a little steep. It's just... The Hellas is
1: killing it right now as far as lunch beer, a beach beer. Lunch <laughs> beer, those are the best
7: beers. That's <laughs> the best beers. I haven't heard that.
1: Have you ever, a have you a ever had a late? lunch beer? No. It's a you never beer. Had a lunch beer. No, I mean I've just never heard of it's anything a referred
0: beer. <laughs> to as a lunch beer. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like a sandwich and a little beer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want that. Pair
2: this with a turkey sandwich and mayonnaise.
0: <laughs> okay. But yeah, the the Hellas sounds. The Hellas. I mean, yeah. we we're clearly digging it. That's and great. so the other one's the wit beer, and I'm I'm sorry, but like. When I say wit, yes. is that wheat that we're referring to, or is it? Yes. Because wi-
7: I've seen white as oh, well yeah?
0: in beers. So
7: yes, so it's all it's all very similar. It's the yeast strain coming right. out of there that they use, and I'm not sure exactly which one it is as far as what's in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
8: But it's there's a German yeast in there's, here. Yeah.
7: You get you get the spices out of it, and you get the. Uh, in most of them, you can taste that yeasty flavor. And yeah. The wits, the wheats, the whites. We were just
0: saying we've been starting to dig on more yeasty beers and like getting getting to actually feel some of that. I just I just feel like it's a, a new, new uh, yeastiness. It's
1: like a new um, part of beer to explore. You know, like it, it's kind of easy sometimes to say to, to pick apart when a beer is hoppy in different ways or a beer is malty in different ways, but to be able to pinpoint different types of yeast flavors, I feel like it's really hard and at least like interesting yeah. as well. And like seeing different
0: filters,
7: possible
1: as you shake your head, you know. It's
0: just like it's, it's insane.
7: So we um, grow our own yeast at Community. We wow. literally have a lab microbiologist what? in the brewery. Yep, his one job is to make sure that each yeast strain, because there's so I, I don't even understand how yeast stuff.
0: So <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering, like, how it's, do you know if a yeast is up to snuff? You know, <laughs> do you do you cut off some yeast like you didn't make the cut?
7: It's insane. It starts. Sample he it. starts with something no bigger than my thumbnail, right? And then by the time he's all done. It's sitting in a beaker, this big, just full. And it's all just grown on itself. And he knows exactly what it is, how it's going to taste, what it's going to do.
0: But that's really cool, though. I mean... I definitely I mean, know so that much of is beer imported. is science. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's yeah, yeah.
1: honestly something we don't touch oh, on a lot in the show. But like, there's so much chemistry and stuff that goes oh, on. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. They got a microbiologist. And, there. and there's so much yeah. borrowing.
0: I mean, he went just like experience. what kind of uh, like grain and malts and stuff you're using. Oh yeah. And yeast is the same thing. Yep. So the fact that y'all are making like y'all are truly making your own beer because you're making your own yeast, which makes the
1: alcohol. So yep. like, that's fucking awesome.
7: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Really cool. That is cool. Well, Riley, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: You're welcome. We appreciate
1: you bringing the beers around here. This go. Hellas is great. And first of all, I love beers that come in a can. Yes. So keep putting yeah, beers in man. cans. Yes. Bring cans <laughs> back. We're not anti-can. We'll say that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, Witty Nation. We'll be back a l- in a little bit. See you later. all people. Huh?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Beep, boop. Beep, boop. Beep, boop, beep, boop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> strong
6: beeps That's right the, there. Welcome great. back
1: to That's Woody Banter, good. everybody. We're still here at the event. We're still talking to some brewers today. or Not today. I mean, it's all in the same day. Yeah, right right now, now, we've got a representative from Green Flash named Josh Samples. Josh, how you doing, man?
6: Doing all right. Living the dream. Somebody's dream. Someone's dream. Not sure, <laughs> Not sure who's yet, but I'm living it. I mean,
1: I think we're all just dust floating through the ocean, right, dude? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, somebody dude. said that oh, once. Let's just like get into that real quick. No
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
6: guys got time?
1: Yeah, right. All right. Before we get started, because, I mean, first of all, I believe your fiance was on just a moment before. Yes. Said that-
6: Super hot girl that works for Community. Oh, my God. Super hot. Yeah. Um,
1: she said that you have an awesome radio voice. Wow. And so yes. we want to hear as much of that radio voice as we can, man.
6: Yeah. All right, next on stage five, it's Candy. Oh, it's stripper voice. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, the sorry. Whoa, Works the same All right. on this one. The dollar Dances, guys. <laughs> anything you know, up, I did study radio at Baylor, but obviously, at how Baylor, did you
1: get to brewing out of after exactly. that? Exactly.
6: So the world's largest Baptist university. Former football player. Yeah. Um,
1: you
2: played football too. Yes. Damn. Before the
6: raping. Damn. Um, There's a lot of.
1: Well, <laughs> we need soon? that caveat. I we
6: I need know, that know, caveat. We well, want clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, I did, and uh, yeah, so I worked for the world's largest. I went to the world's largest Baptist University, and now I sell beer for a living, which is yeah, uh, not unbeknownst to them. A little so, ironic. They still ask for money. So. Well, okay. they don't listen to <laughs> our show, so don't yeah, worry about it. I don't think it. Baylor Regents listen to yeah. shows, so. <laughs> No worries. No worries. Well,
1: that's awesome. Oh, How did you get to uh, Green Flash then?
6: So I, out of college, didn't really know what – like most people didn't know what I wanted to do, so yep. I started running um, – Restaurants. Uh, nice. Made my way through. Ended up working for a place called The Flying Saucer, which I'm sure you guys are all uh, very very familiar, familiar. Yes, of, of course. Worked there for about a year or so, um, and then moved on to another place called BRC, Gastropub. No longer uh, exists. It stands for Big Red Cock. Um, yes. yes. It was awesome yes. when it was yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, it was super um, and cool. it was there for about two years. That's it was incredible. It's yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> gastropub. Delicious. All right. Chase yeah. uh, is impressed. Six-foot rooster, promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ran there for red. about two and a half years. Um, applied for a couple other jobs with other breweries. Nothing stuck, and then I got the opportunity with Green Flash, and I've been there almost four years now. Awesome. Regional sales manager. um, So they bring
0: you on because you just know your shit about beer?
6: No, I mean – I mean, you gotta know, but I mean again, it's not to discourage anybody that doesn't know. Um, but it's more it was about just, it was, I think it for us, it's passion. It's it's when okay. I talk yeah. about yeah. my brewery, I actually believe in my brewery. I believe in passion. I'm you not give just, a shit. Yeah, I'm not just like, all right, here's another beer. Like, if you like it, you like it. If not, then whatever. Sorry. We're not all high. Just you don't like it. You're so yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's um, <laughs> I just I, I well, you know my boss at the time I wowed her, I got the gig, and I you know moved up now, and I control seven states and have three or four people underneath me, so. um, Well, we
1: we were just talking before the mics came on about how, you know, a lot of perception of working at a brewery is like, oh, man, I bet your job's job's awesome. job's so
6: cool, man. job's so
1: cool, man. What's
6: what's some of the grittier side? I mean, the grittier side is fighting with your distributor, trying to, you know, the day-to-day rage of us being a regional brewery here in Texas. We don't get the same share of mind, in our opinion, a lot of times as the local guys. Sure. So, ironically enough, my fiancé works for a local brewery, in my mind, and it's not true but in my mind it's easier for her because it's Texas everybody drinks Texas Texas yeah. loves them some Texas right yes oh, yeah. um, one thing there's Texas nothing wrong with that itself. yeah so. yeah, they do and there's yeah, nothing wrong it? with that but for us in California the first question I get is like, are you guys local are you guys from here I'm like yeah we're just west in San Diego sure um, <laughs> that's not local yeah they're not local and I've, I've actually had people at beer fest be like oh well, I'm not going to try it man you're not from
3: Texas.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to try it
3: like, oh right, my well, god you know, that's oh, it doesn't really? that's that's
6: surprise me you come from California seriously yeah it's not everybody though so but it's that's a struggle Know, you know, 7.30 a.m. meetings, the, the travel, that's not always as fun as it is. I mean, yeah, you see us at beer bars and doing things like this and at beer fest. Right. and That's uh, after
1: you've been in the bathroom, like, put it together, a little, a little man. The real secret like. is we are
6: all <laughs> hating ourselves at beer fest because it's, it's people coming up like, hey, what's the strongest thing you got, bro? And you're like, hey, here's our 10% barrel-aged beer that you don't care about, but here, just get out of my face. Go away, thank you. What I love about my job is the education. I just had a lady here earlier today where she was like, I don't like IPAs. I'm like, look, not all IPAs are created equal, which is true. true. I was like, just try ours, and I explained a little bit about it. She's like, wow, not that bad. I'm like, that'll work. It's all you yeah. Just say not that bad. Little inception. Say, yeah. Well, when it
1: comes to trying beers, you brought a sour here in front of us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So what man. are we drinking right now, and so, uh, can you take us through a little
6: bit? Yeah, I can take you through a little bit of this. So Cellar 3 is a barrel-aged facility we have in Poway, which is about 15 minutes um, east of San Diego where our main facility is. Uh, if you mm-hmm. ever go to Green Flash, we'll shuttle you there. Don't worry. You don't have to drive. Um, but it's not a production facility. It's completely um, where we take our beer and we age it. Wild yeast fermentation, barrel aging, um, and then we bottle it and condition it Um, so this beer you have in front of you is called blank tart barrique it's a sour blonde Um, it's dry hops and um, we age it for about 16 to 24 months in white and red wine barrels awesome Um, so you get a lot of that tart a little bit of that bitterness from the top uh from the uh hops um it starts at its base as a saison so our saison has chinese ginger seville orange peel and grains of paradise so it's good on its own right and we let that mature in that barrel and uh, it just takes on a life of its own. It's only six percent. Some of our sours can come out to be ten percent. Uh, we've got things like a uh, beer called Nature Amorto, uh Boysenberry, which is this base beer. Yeah, I saw that on our website. We yeah. And so it's red wine barrels. We add boysenberry puree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some uh, coffee uh, stouts and things like that. So we, it's a cool facility. And it's you know we add lacto and Brett to this. You know, and sure. typically Brettanomyces is not good in wine. Great in beer because it gives you that funk. You can use it in two ways. Yeah. So in this way, it's used as more of a tart and, and more of a souring. And we use another beer called Oculus Savage, where you give it to a little of that barnyard funk. It's like People like to say uh, <laughs> they say like the uh, the horse horse blanket, which I, I hate that description, but it's true. When you think I've never of, heard of that. I've it's never it's heard that before my life. And I'm not sure Jesus how I feel stable blanket. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, that's more PC, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that that term is a. It's it's not a bad term. It, sure, it describes that funkiness, which I don't know who's chewing on horse blankets, but you know whatever. I, I mean, agree. it's definitely
1: not me. I mean, whenever you, else, you, yeah. but whenever you Describe said it that it me. was
6: it was uh, aged in wine barrels, mm-hmm.
0: it made me smile a little bit. Because whenever yeah. I started smelling it and drinking it, I noticed that like I got that a little yeah. bit. And plus, I'm not completely on the sour. Sure. Train. It seems like there's a trend coming band with. bandwagon. Like, right. Sours are sort of coming back into the main fray. Sure. Well, I think because um, people
6: want something they can drink a lot more of. You know, love, people love IPAs. It's still the number one style in craft. Beer. Yeah. But the third most entered style at GABF, which I just got back from, was the Goza category, which yes. is a lighter. Goza's what the choice. Right yeah. But,
0: but up. I will say this. It's been hard for me to get into some Goza's, but this sure. is good. I like this. Is yeah. drinkable. I mean,
1: well, this is one of the sour, more sour, funky ones I've had, though, too. Yeah, but it's cool. also,
6: like, has that wi- wine a little bit of sour, a uh, green apple flavors, yeah. you know, yeah. um, coming from the barrels. You get a little bit of that oaky. It's this to me is like a session because it's got enough tart, but it's not too vinegary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you it, can it, drink more one. It, you know, it might give you a little heartburn if you drink like eight of them because <laughs> yeah. that's what they do. But it's
0: not warhead sour. Right. It's not like <laughs> I'm making a face. It's a change I of pace to. from
6: something super bitter. When right, you drink right. IPAs all day, it's nice like, hey, this is light I can get. Because everybody gets to that point where, all right, I'm beard beard out. You know, yeah. we yes. don't like to talk about, it, but we're beard out. You know. It's funny because beer reps. We drink a lot of liquor. Yeah, wine and wine and spirit reps drink a lot of beer. yeah um, <laughs> But you have beer all the time, and so you want to try something different. This is something that fits in that mold, where it's refreshing. It's something unique. It's it's uh, it's a complex style of brewing. So, and you appreciate it, you know.
1: So, uh, and I've been I've been fans of witty banter know this, and mm-hmm. we're more of like a beer enthusiast podcast, and that we don't. Sure. We don't get super deep into it. We try to be the gateway for people. Yeah. How would you try to convince someone who hears sour beer and immediately is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Uh, like, how do you why? get them to try a sour? Same you know? way I
6: do with an IPA. Just like, look, you know, the first time you had sushi, it probably weirded you out because it was yes. raw fish. Yeah. Uh, yes. do, you, do you like malt vinegar? You know. Um. Do you, have you ever had a Warhead or a Sour Patch Kid? You know, some of them have a little bit of tartness. I just always encourage people. Whether you like the style or not, just try it. Especially to taste them, because guess what? It's free. Sure. And you're not going to offend me if you don't like it, but I, I can explain to you how it works on your journey. I didn't start out liking IPAs or sours. Right. Um, I started out liking the, the sweet beers, the Belgians, the stouts, things that were a little bit more familiar to me. Your palate doesn't want you to like things that are sour or bitter for a reason. That's right? human nature, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just, I always say it's just, you never know till you try. And you can't not, that's why I love like to show bizarre foods. Like, I'll try freaking fried scorpions. Yeah, I'm cool I mean, with that. Yeah. Just once. I may hate it, but, you know, just try it. So I not know that you hate that. scorpions. It's really hard
1: to bring people into that mindset, though. I mean, so Max and I, we uh, worked together at a, a specialty grocery store. Okay. And there we had the opportunity to try a lot of foods that, like, sure. most people don't get exposed to. Yeah. And the reason why I got into tasting a lot of different foods or different even, you know, beers and stuff like that is because, like this stuff I feel is only going to be put in front of me once I should seize the opportunity but sure. for a lot of people like I don't know how to communicate that to, to others and how to say like I mean it's just it's just odd and it's hard to try to get people to just come out of that show you know
6: yeah it's I mean it's, anything you do is hard it's, it's like IPAs for me it's the same battle it's You know, bitter. Okay, well, I don't like IPAs. Like I said earlier, it's not all created equal. It's all about, um, you know, the malt backbone we use in our IPAs that balances out with the hops. You know, our West Coast IPA, the hops come around and hug is hugged by the malt. It's a caramel malt that gives you a little bit of faint sweetness that hugs that bitterness and makes it it tones it down a little bit. It's 95 IBUs, but it doesn't drink that way. And people are like, "Oh, it's not that bad." I'm like, "Yes." So it's bitter, but it's not like the bitter you don't like. Sure. Same thing with yeah. these. It's like, look, you're going to get a little sweetness. You're going to get a little of that apple, a little of that oak, a yep. uh, little bit of vinegar notes out of it. Yep. But, you know, it, you gotta, your palate's got to be trained to like things like that. You're not going to dive right into IPAs and love them day yeah. one. That's
0: kind of what I've always found was a drawback whenever I was trying to get people into IPAs. It's like, it's kind of a refined taste. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me one feel like an asshole saying sure, that. Sure. <laughs> Two, also, it's like that doesn't help the person that wants to get into it or right? that I'm trying to convince into that.
6: Yeah. Um, but, but you, you got to be careful how you say it. It's not, it's not that it's a refined taste, but you've got to train your palate, and that's what I tell people: train your palate. Yeah, train your palate. Because if you do say that, people are going to get turned off, and we're in yeah. a situation in beer where craft beer beer is coming a little bit more mainstream, which is great. You know, yeah. I don't I don't del- I don't look down on any locals or anybody like that because at the end of the day, if they drink a local, my beer's gonna be in their mouth at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dude, I'm I like gonna that. be in their mouth. It's some
1: slash and burn right there. You there. Go. They're yeah. They're like, if you're gonna try that, you're
6: gonna at least try my beer at least once. Yeah. But you know, you gotta educate people, look, it's I always use the analogy, if you craft beer is what Chili's and Ruth Chris, okay? You want a steak, go to Chili's, 15 bucks, it's gonna be average cut of meat. It's gonna be probably not cooked the way you want it, but whatever. It's still a steak. 15 bucks. You steak you or you can go to Ruth Chris, spend a little bit more money, higher cut uh, quality cut of meat, exactly the way you want it, you get what you pay for kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with drinking domestics at all. Everybody has their poundable Lone Star when they come in from mowing the lawn. Right. Um, but if you're gonna, you know, in this day and age where the economy is the way it is, we all work really hard for our money, I feel like. If I'm gonna drink a beer, I'm gonna make sure that, damn sure that I enjoy it. and it's, it's quality product. Yeah, sure. I mean, so
1: Green Flash coming from California, you guys. When I see Green Flash on the menu, I know it's a safe bet. You know, I feel yeah. like you guys are a very well-established um, brand. Sure. How how has it been for your company to sort of earn that place in the marketplace in a in a market that is so competitive? It's, it's getting
6: saturated. It yeah. is very saturated. You know, and the cream rises to the top. Uh, it's a challenge. <laughs> We're the <laughs> shit, basically. We're the they're Not, cream. <laughs> <shit> <laughs> not we for roll. us, but I mean, like in general, like there will be some breweries that fall off. Whether it's uh, long-standing breweries that are sold, or breweries that are local that just can't make it happen. Right, uh, and that's not a negative on on any particular brewery. It's just the way the world works. Um, but for us, it's actually it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, we've been around for 14 years. Um, um, we Man, are,
1: congratulations. That's thank you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's
6: great. Um, we are going to be a little over 100,000 barrels this year. Our second brewery will be open in Virginia Beach um, in about a month. Awesome. Um, so we'll be bi-coastal. We also <laughs> bought Alpine uh, Beer Company about a year and a half ago, so we're partnered with them. Now we yeah. sell their beer, which is wonderful, wonderful IPAs. Um, but it's still there's still a share of mine issue because it is competitive. And our beer is a little bit more expensive coming from San Diego and some of the ingredients we use, so therefore it's a little tougher to get that you know That $5.99 price point On the shelf That maybe another brewery gets Sure Yeah um, But like you said The one thing I love about my job Is that I can go in And I don't have to do the hard sell On somebody And be like Here This beer Blah 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 This is why you should like it Just try it The beer's good yeah. and At the end of the day That's what matters Is the yeah. beer's good I don't care where it's from Just good beer's what matters Right Yeah, yeah
0: I feel like it'd be hard To be a, sa- a beer salesman Where it is so subjective yeah, where people literally just have different tastes, and it's like, okay, well,
6: I mean, back in the day, yeah, like, i was not tell you. I guess good, you're not but wrong, but I can't convince I mean, you that you like yeah, it. You know. That's the thing, though. We got to educate people. Like, it's all about how you say it. Like, that's not for me. Okay, you don't like IPAs. That's not for you. It's not a bad beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, okay. Let's say the bad. There are some bad beers out there. Let's. We've all had. Yes. One. <laughs> you have had a bad beer. Yeah, had a one or two. <laughs> yeah. One or two but it's it's again it's it's not for you and it's about education the consumer about how to say things and understand what's going on and you know why we're doing what we do we're independently owned 100% we're not owned by any big corporation and we're not going anywhere that way we're not you know we're not for sale i mean again now 2 billion dollars comes up right 2 billion 2
2: billion dollars yeah, no. 2 billion maybe i'll take a, a chunk mm-hmm. of that yeah, yeah, you you yeah. it's nice small it. but,
6: but but the company line we're definitely not for sale mike our owner is doing it on his own we built that other brewery in virginia beach on our own 100% yeah um so, you know, it, it's a happy marriage, but it, it is a struggle. It's a struggle for an established brewery, whether it be us or Stone or Dogfish Head or the New Guy community or, or, or even a, a established Houston brewery, Carbock. It's, it's so much competition. and
1: But that's what's driving all of the, the, the quality upwards. Yeah, the and innovation. Day. You know, yeah.
6: everybody's trying to be innovative and be the first to market with this or, or make that. And, like, that's why sours have now risen because people are like, oh, wow, I'm going to try this sour. This is, you know. Something different,
0: interesting. There might know? be a dearth beforehand of yeah.
6: sours, and so they're like, we gotta fill that marketplace. Exactly, hey? exactly. That's why you know now the field beer category was huge this year at GABF, which is like mushroom and oyster beers. Yeah, dude. Like, wow. Wow. How, so do, you, you, how do you feel about
1: those? Mushroom and oyster uh, beers? I don't
6: know. I have, I have had never even heard of Oyster stouts is. are good. I like really? them. Right. Oyster yeah. stout. Very briny. Yeah, I I'd imagine. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I've never had a mushroom. I know I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, so right. I don't know. It's be, it'd be interesting. It to might not that. be I for you. I can on the shrooms. <laughs> no, it may not be for me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna, like okay. My perfect example is a Rous beer. I'm not a Rous beer person. I don't love them. They're too smoky. for me. I can me. feel you. Yeah. I don't like to taste the campfire. I like the smell of it. We but, had a
0: we had a Roush beer that. It was basically bacon. It tastes like pancetta. With like an underlying of Bud Light.
6: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I right. mean, it's more, it, it
0: drank like Bud Light. The American breakfast. Like, it right was it was, yeah. it was, smooth and, you know, you could drink it down, but sure. it had bacon on the top end, and I was like, man. See, that throws you off. I love bacon. Who it doesn't? Took, it took me out yeah. of the game. Right? But I can <laughs> tell you when a
6: well-made one is, and I say, that's a really good beer, and like, maybe it's not my style. but yeah. that's, that's kind of the point where I was making where it's like, look, education, not segregation about beer. That's how we do it. And let's just, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. It's not for you. But maybe somebody does, you know. Yeah. And, a question uh,
1: that I like to ask uh, people who are in the industry is what their, perception of the, what their perception of the word craft beer is at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, craft beer, I feel like, especially in the past four years or so. It's kind of be- like indie music. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it's become so ubiquitous and almost just like a buzzword yeah. to, to me as a consumer. And I, I just wonder on your side, how do you guys – Because you know, in my opinion, you guys are a craft brewery, sure. and you've earned that title. But now that it's kind of thrown around so loosely, like how what what does that mean for you guys?
6: Me personally, I think it's an overused term now. I think it's just beer. I think we just make beer, <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't think I can that, dig that. I, you know. I mean, because you can look at it. I mean, if you want to call it artisanal, you want to call it craft, whatever. You know, we can do that. But it's <laughs> to me, it's just beer because I think it's so much in the mainstream now um, that it's it's not craft. Craft was smaller, you know nano micro breweries doing you know high quality beers not that we're not doing that anymore but it's just there's so many so i guess to me it's just beer because there's more and more breweries that are making wonderful beer and you think of domestic you think of domestic but when you think of beer you think of green flash or community or, or Carbach or stone or whatever sure. you just think of beer so i think it's a little overused i think it's overdone interesting cool.
1: so when you go into a store and you're trying to find something new that you've never had before what do you look for i mean it's, for me, I'm, a, I'm honestly a big sucker for really well-made um, graphics on can or whatever, sure. I, I let that draw me in, and, yeah. I'll, re- and I'll read the bottle after that, but, but for you, and you're trying to find something new, you know, and it's just a random night or whatever, and you walk into just your everyday grocery store, how are you filtering through what's there?
6: Uh, well, it's very hard, and I can imagine for any consumer, it's very hard. Uh, for me, being in the industry, as long as I have, I have a little bit of knowledge. And I kind of know what I want. Um, I like to say that I'm an equal opportunity drinker, so I don't have a specific <laughs> style that I'm always looking now for. Now we're
1: getting PC. He's equal yeah. yes. employer. Super
6: <laughs> PC. Uh, <laughs> PC principal over here. Um, but like you know, for us, we just redesigned our marketing. Our marketing. This looks sharp and it pops, but you know, and it has all the information. Yeah. And it's um, easy. It's simple, right? Yeah. I really that,
0: dig your website as well. I gotta you. say, I checked it out. You got all the all the beers, all the different lines. Was yeah. there an age gate? It, it, what do you mean, age game?
1: Did you have to say you're 21? Uh, there is. Did you lie? You. Did yeah, you, uh, <laughs> I did not, thankfully
0: to God, because right. we'd be breaking the law right now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, You'd be
6: complicit. TBC doesn't listen, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Uh,
0: yeah. Keep going. I mean, you know, when you're when you're making your decision.
6: So, yeah, marketing is very important. You're right, 100%. I remember at, uh, when I was at BRC... Uh, People would just be like, "Hey, let me get that polar bear tap handle." That was Alaskan. Yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like like, I like that polar bear over there.
2: Polar bear beer is great.
6: Yeah, and it's like, (laughs) well, do you even know what it is? Like, do you like the beer? Do you like, (laughs) like, but that meat makes a difference. And so, like, when you're on the shelf, like cans, like people always comment on our cans, and I don't have any here today, obviously, but they're matte, and people love the way they look. Oh man, your cans are so cool. And like to me, I'm like, okay, it's just a can, but but the design of the can pops. But it's very hard because if you look at it and you step back, it's just. A bunch of colors, it's super busy. There's a lot going on, and if you don't know what you're looking for, you're just lost, right? Right. Sure. Um, so for me, I filter out. Like I just, you know, I, I read a lot of publications, and I just kind of see what people are talking about. You know, it's always market research for me. Right. So if there's a new beer, like before she started working for Community, like I hadn't had a lot of the beers except for the Mosaic. But you know, I was like, oh, they have a Trinity Triple. I gotta try this. I gotta try. You know, market research to find out what's going on, like the, the hot beers. You know, people love Yellow Rose by Lone Pipe, which is a wonderful beer. We've heard a couple. It, right. A couple yeah. people bring yeah. up
0: Yellow Rose. Today. Yeah,
6: and that's that's the beer. That's the Texas IPA, right? Um, and it's wonderful beer. And so I gotta try it, you know. So that's what I look at. But for everybody else, I'm sure it's just. That's why the tastings are important in stores because sure. you gotta be there to kind of guide them. Be like, hey, try this. Oh, try before you buy. It. Cool.
1: I mean, I really do think that is. I mean, important. how do you
6: do it? I mean, what's what what is, what do you look for when you're when you're on the shelf? Because that's are looking at the shelf.
1: Yeah. For me, like I try to figure out what style I kind of am in the mood for. Yeah. And I'm one, so. You know, at least in technology, you've got early adopters, and then you've got fast followers. I right. always feel like a fast follower in beer, where I'm always one step behind the trend. Mm-hmm. But once I know what the trend is, I try to follow it. So for me personally, it's been sours and gozes. Sure. And so I walk into a store and say, like, I know when it goes uh, and now I just want to pick out of those gozes. Yeah. Um, or it's like, do I feel like I want to get something that's uh, imported? And I kind yeah. of do that that sort of thing as well. Um, it's,
6: it's it's tough. I mean, and for me, like working for a brewery, like I love the cellar three beer. That's a great beer, but that. I get really frustrated with the traders out there and the people that only want the big barrel-aged unicorns, so to speak, because that's not what we make, you know, that's not what keeps our lights on. That's a thank you for you right. being a loyal customer right, or whatever, yeah. and like just to show off our brewers. It's the, the West Coast IPA, the Soul Sal, the passion fruit kicker that we have, the things like that, that are everyday beers that we want you to buy and then yeah. reward yourself with that later on. And there's too many people that are just hunting that and then we lose sets in stores because nobody buys that, that passion fruit kicker as much as they buy the barrel age and it's like, well, dude, you're not doing us you're doing us a disservice. Yeah, that's
2: interesting yeah, Is, that's is
1: there a lot of um, communication between the, the marketers and the brewers in your company? Because I have, I have to wonder, like it, it almost seems if I'm, if I'm at a supermarket and I'm kind of allowing that marketing to really be the first thing that grabs me, it almost does a disservice to all the hard work that those brewers are putting in. And it's like, well, fuck, that guy didn't even give my beer a shot because our can sucked, you know, or, yeah. or whatever it may be. Well,
6: you know, and with anything, there's always a little give and take, uh, but our marketing team is wonderful. Um, we actually are one of a few brewers that have an in-house marketing team. Yeah. Um, we don't outsource. I like so. you marketing. It's yeah.
0: Like, it's simple, but it's unique. Nobody nobody has what y'all have. So. And, and to yeah. your
1: point about uh, a matte can, that's something that I... I haven't seen your matte cans, but yeah. I know already that I've never seen a matte can. And that automatically <laughs> yeah. means that once I see it, I'm going to be like, that's different. I'm going to look at it. The
6: number one compliment on our cans is that. And I'm like, something as simple as that makes a difference. And <laughs> sure. that's crazy. And, uh, but yeah, we have a good relationship. And we have... Uh, you know, We've asked for a lot of things in the market. Like, hey, I've seen this. I want these chalkboards. Or I want this. And they... Uh, do their best to make it happen in the, in the best way that's resourceful for us yeah. um, we often work at many events with them I work South by Southwest with, with uh, some of nice. our ladies in the marketing team I was just at GABF with them uh, we do a big thing for Bonnaroo every year we're one of the few breweries <laughs> that uh, is in the Brewer's Village we yeah. actually outsold every single brand there including Blue Moon uh, with our passion right. fruit kicker at wow. Bonnaroo I mean, last year I, well, very nice. nice so you know, we're nice. hoping ACL gets that mold where you actually have a Brewer's Village where you can actually uh, talk to people and they can go around I bet that beer. would do
1: great at ACL yeah, I think I mean, so. what, what do you think that is? Do you think, and I mean, at Bonnaroo specifically, do you think it's the fact that people knew Green Flash going in, or that the passion fruit was just like, within six hours, everyone was drinking that was like, guys, go fucking that order That
6: happens, them. that happens, dude. I, every, I just did one for my buddy, uh, for my guy in Minnesota. I was doing a, a tasting while he was doing something else, and like, word travels. You're like, dude, I heard I gotta have this passion fruit. I gotta have this. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to, man. Yeah. It's, exciting yeah, uh, uh, don't it's yeah. cool, but I mean, it's just cool for us to compete with guys like Blue Moon, who are such a standard and, and Belgian wit beer, and people drink Blue Moon, that's what they know. It's a household name. Yeah. And for us not to be, but people are like, wow. And this beer's good. I mean, it's uh, you guys have it. I was about to say,
1: we should probably introduce it a bit because we're drinking it right yeah. now. Yeah, we've been sipping on it for a while. Especially because,
0: like, I was I was talking earlier, I feel like, you know, like we said, we're kind of an entryway. We try to stick in that spot. Yeah. For people that are thinking about beers or they're introductory into beers enthusiasts. Yes. And I feel like, you know, Blue Moon is kind of one of those breweries that allows you, they, they make beers that people are starting to really think about flavor yep. whenever they're drinking beers. Yeah. And so for you to be able to kind of have a similar competition with them at a big scale event like Lollapalooza or was, was it Lollapalooza? Bonnaroo. So you have lots of people yeah. trying all this kind of beer and you're able to compete with them in that same sense. It's like, yeah, you're you're providing that same sort of gateway feel. Where like, oh, this is different. I like the sure. flavor. I'm starting to get more into this. I'm not just drinking beer yes. because... We drink because beer it's and, exactly, and, yeah, yeah. we yeah, like alcohol. Like out, I you know. said, you want to
6: drink something you enjoy, and it's also exposure. And it's you know, again, as big as we are and uh, as well known as Green Flash yeah. is to most people in the scene, like there's a lot of people who don't know who we are. So that exposure is yeah. huge. So for us, we've been known as the IPA brewery, right, uh, okay. for years. West Coast IPA was our flagship. It started because
1: it's a great beer, you know.
0: Like right. yeah. thank you. And it helps. Do you have the... other
6: IPAs that are that are a yeah.
0: to that name? Or
6: uh, yeah, well, so like West Coast is the one, and then we created okay. Soul Style last year, which did really well, and we've got you know Imperial. We've got our freak we've got a lot of IPAs that's what we're known for and then this last year we we're like okay you know people are looking at more the fruited ales they want a little bit lighter flavored you know it's Texas it's hot or kind of hot right year-round yeah it's October and we're sweating um, something like passion fruit kicker was something that we've never done a wheat ale on major release before and so something like passion fruit kicker was a, a tribute to our brewers it's got black tea in it and it's got passion fruit puree we use actual passion fruit so it's tart not sweet we don't use any adjuncts um, and it's got a really clean finish. And honestly, like if you put a little prosecco or champagne in it, you oh, got a yeah, beer Mosa. Oh yeah. No shit. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, like, totally cool. Sunday fun day going, but it's it's very versatile, but it's a cool beer. And like this is the only no bullshit beer that I've ever had. You know, people are always like, oh this is super refreshing, like my my thirst is quenched. Right. We were yeah. doing something in Virginia Beach and we were outside in the middle of July and I go inside and I have to chug a beer is part of the thing sad, sad. it's part of the you know, so it's job job part job of the it's part of the business they're they're, they're yeah. really don't, don't, yeah. don't, you're really convincing everybody about yeah, right. job <laughs> <sex>.
2: <laughs> I had to somebody has to yeah, step well, up to the plate it's
6: part of the deal uh, but I actually I, I drank one I was like wow this is actually quenching my thirst and like that's one of the only beers that's ever done that and no mm-hmm. no bullshit um, and it just it fits And it's a great patio Pounder, you sit all day and drink it, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice because Green Flash isn't known for that, but now we're getting to showcase like what our brewers mm-hmm. can do with things like this, and it's been a big hit for us this year.
0: Yeah, with this passion fruit kicker, what I'd say is like, I've had plenty of beers that I would describe as fruity beers. Yeah. And it even says passion fruit kicker in the beer, and yeah. I can definitely taste it. But I wouldn't taste this and say like, it's just so fruity. You know, like it's tart. I, I, I taste it, but it, yeah, it has the tartness. Almost like a Goza but yeah, but yeah it, it's more of yeah it doesn't necessarily just hit you
6: over the head with fruitiness no and that's what, just nice it's not I like think, it's not like gimmicky in that well I think a lot of people don't know what real passion fruit tastes like because it's all puree that's fake yeah, yeah, like my yeah. so that passion you know? fruit
2: slurpy doesn't taste anything like <laughs> yeah, this
6: right? I've been to Sonic a few <laughs> times to tell you that much <laughs> but so I, I love it I think it's very versatile I think it's a cool refreshing beer um And it's just cool with what we're doing. You know, we're not going to change much next year, and we're going to keep it pretty steady. That's going to be—it's a year-round offering, so—
1: Yeah, I mean, what's Green Flash's plan
6: for the future? I mean, mean, we're going to get this brewery open in November, and uh, we'll eventually start producing beer out of both coasts. Um, So, you're talking about Virginia Beach. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, that's officially open November 5th or 6th, I believe. You'll also have Cellar 3, And so, Cellar 3, we mentioned earlier, which is in Poway, which is about 15, 20 minutes away, which is the barrel-aged facility. Uh, and then we have uh, Alpine up in Alpine, California. Wow. Uh, so we have several facilities, we're, and we're always looking for another thing, so you never know. We may put something in. You know, Chicago or Texas or Central United States. Who knows? Yeah, who how, knows what's next?
0: How did y'all find out about this event, by the way? I was curious. Um, I'm
6: great I'm great. Friends, partners with the guys at Asher. Jason and I uh, Jason. Jason's the back. man. He literally Jason is, is the, the man. man. We always have, like, three beers on. And I'm like, so I did this last <laughs> year. I'm like, hey, let's put a tent up. I want to do something cool. Yes. And I want to, like, you know, have some of our beers and sample it out. And, uh, you know, just be here and support the event. Because we do a event every year. Uh, for breast cancer research. So our uh, co-founder Lisa Hinckley is a five-year breast cancer survivor. Wow. And so we do wow. a beer called Treasure Chest. And it's a it's an IPA we release it every year and all proceeds from that beer, and we don't make a dime on it really, is goes to uh, preventcancer.org. So we're in the midst of that. So we love doing charity stuff. Um, we do stuff for the military, obviously being in San Diego. Uh, Treasure Chest is our big one. Uh, and typically we do something here, but because he had this going on this in October, I was like, well, we'll just support it this way. Um, That's
1: awesome and this is not to diminish what you guys are doing yeah. but so many breweries I've talked to I always find that they have some sort of like charitable do, uh, uh, foundation that they yeah. are end up like kind of going with and it's just yep. like it's just so interesting how that always ends up coming in and it's just cool that you I feel like people wouldn't expect that out of the brewing community but it yeah. always seems like a very giving sort of environment. It's
6: every man's drink, you know, or every woman's drink. You know, that's what beer is. You know, everybody can drink it. It's, it's blue collar. It's not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not wine or, you know, sometimes it can get get a little pretentious. So, but yeah, we do that. I mean, we just did a beer in San Diego. that will be in Texas soon called hard count IPA with Nick Hardwick, former center of the San Diego chargers. And um, he's got two charities. One is uh, called Three Wisemen, It's it, it's uh, for soldiers with uh, returning from Afghanistan with PTSD. And yeah. the other is called ART, and it's an after-school program for kids. And so $7 from every keg or whatever goes to that charity, and we co-opt with him to do that. And so things like that. like We love doing that. It's just, you know, it, it, it gets people to drink, drink beer for a great cause. Sure. It gives us exposure. But at the end of the day, like things like Treasure Chest, it's all about, for me, it's all about raising money for that cause. Um, and I know there's brewers that do things for Alzheimer's and, and pets, and so we we love doing that because we like to give back to our communities, you know. I, our brewery may not be local, but I am local. I live here in Houston. Oh, okay. So, oh, you know, if I can support the SPCA here in Houston or sure. whatever, I'm going to do that. You know? Yeah. Awesome.
1: So. awesome. Yeah. that's, well, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the yeah. show. This yeah. has yeah. been an awesome yeah. Yeah. conversation.
6: Great conversation. Absolutely. Thank I you. I mean,
1: guys. Um, we will definitely be around and, and before the event's over and talking and hanging out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah.
6: S- subscribe, click, share, link, right? Yeah, do all yeah, that stuff. All do you stuff. have Twitter? You. Is there yeah. anything? Yeah. The Are you on Twitter or anything? Yeah. You want to plug anything? Oh, I got plugs. Yeah. Plug it up. Green Flash Job. Josh, super Tough uh, On Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait one more time wait, is I'm it trying green to Green Flash draw down. Flash Green, Josh flash Josh. Flash green. Yeah, yeah, Green Flash Beer is our Twitter, Twitter handle And uh, that's all I really got um, And you know Awesome. Just drink some Green Flash. Just drink good beer. My, my whole thing is just drink, drink good, good beer. beer. Even if it's, not, if it's not Green Flash, just drink good beer. Please. Yeah. But okay. all of Green Flash's beer is yeah, good. It yeah, sure sure all falls in, in that <laughs> category, <laughs> so you're but, uh, safe. You're sure sure it's probably green the, flash. the safest choice to just drink with paid. Green Flash. <laughs> awesome. i got to make a living. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Josh. Thank you so much. Yeah, really, and, thank you, man. Yeah, we'll be right back, guys. Thank you. Cheers.
8: Biddle,
1: boom. Man, it's what, past five o'clock now? Yes, it is. We're sitting here with the man himself, Jason. What's up, guys? The The most sun soaked of us all. Oh, God, dude. And beer soaked, probably. And barbecue soaked, right now. And they've been in my jeans half
3: the time I've
1: been out here. It's been a a long, successful day, man. How do you feel putting this whole event on? Getting it going successfully?
3: Uh, You know, it's. It's really worrisome at first, because I mean, you spend about eight months working on it. That's a long time, and uh, I mean, you're just trying to get—you're trying to make sure I got enough teams, and I got enough people out here, got enough banter. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, you <laughs> Good have thing you had that covered for, this year. It's basically you have enough stuff for people to do, and then about a month before you start worrying, oh well, oh sh-, you know, oh shit, you know, I've got all these people, and I've got all this stuff to do, but—and they're coming. I yeah. hope they're coming. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. And, and, and in party planning, you
0: always
3: want them to come. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, oh, man, they come.
2: Generally makes a party better.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. I have a lot of fun by myself sometimes. I feel that. I think we discussed that
2: earlier. I was say, yeah. Until you <laughs> took it on the road. You know, your yeah. accolades. Yeah.
3: Serial masturbation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's actually it, the coolest thing about this whole thing is, and about... Two or three days, I'll get the numbers on what we actually raised for kid kids meals. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like last year we raised six grand. Nice. And you know, six grand. I mean, to me that's a shit ton of money because I'm broke as a hooker's hymen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But six grand to a charity like that, they could feed kids for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that goes
3: that goes a long way. And you know, so I'm hoping to break that record. You know, today for sure. Last last year was last year was the was the most we've ever made because this is our third year. Yeah, yeah why not? And uh, so I'm hoping to break that record because we got some really cool items in there that people are bidding on right now. Like, there's a have you seen the liquor barrel in there?
1: It's insane. It's, it's pretty awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what
1: got you started doing this event, man? Like, what what happened before year one? What got you there?
3: Okay, so the, what actually gave me the idea for this event was um, I used to be. The head chef and kitchen manager at a place called the Public House. Nice. And um, a bar right around the corner. Some good friends of ours. They own a bar called the First Tea. Well, they did a uh, a, a gourmet burger cook-off for the Wounded Warriors. Okay. And uh, I went. And I owned it. I actually won.
2: So, <laughs> Damn. So well, after, yeah, after good to start.
3: I, yeah, and, and they raised a ton of money. So, and, and it was actually there was a you know a lot of people all going around having a great time. You know, spending money for charity. So that got me thinking. I was like, well, you know, we probably need to do something like that. Yeah, so I came cool. up with the idea with the barbecue because I'm very, very beer-centric. Yes. And we we're able to get a lot of really great beers here that that you can't really find, especially out in the suburbs. Yeah. I mean, you can could, you could, you could find this beer in certain places, little places every once in a while, down in town. But in the suburbs, man, it's, it's devoid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we've always been able to. So I was like, why don't we do a barbecue and a beer thing?
1: So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, I, 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 one, it blows my mind, Jason, that you listen to the show. It really does. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. It's yeah. just like this guy knows more about beer than we do. I've never heard him talk about video games, so <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why he listens to the show. <laughs> but the fact that you have invited us out here, and we know what happened the last time we came, yeah. and we're here to make that shit up, and I think we did yeah. in full force.
3: Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean... <laughs> like, I can't- I, I can't tell you how, like, ultimately bad I felt that day. I really- like, don't, I, like, Please I don't. Really yeah, to it was nothing
2: on no, you a, no, to I feel bad. Like, I wanted yeah, to- that is You nothing, shit. No, that that has no, I know nothing I did, to did, do did, with you. Per
3: se. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm glad you guys think that. because yeah,
3: We expect. <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to punch someone in the face that day because I, mean, I was looking too. forward to the podcast and everything. But ultimately, I had a really good time that night just hanging out with y'all yeah. and drinking beers. Great. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. We had a great time with 11 Below. It's like they couldn't come out today. But like
0: yeah, that te- conversation was like, like Max said, like the ultimate bittersweet where that, that was the exact thing we wanted to capture behind the mic because it was so good. And we got to... Interact with him in such a fluid and, and yeah. solid way.
2: I was honestly yeah. upset that it went so well afterwards <laughs> yeah. I was like god damn it. I wish this could have been just a waste And then we would have been like well it doesn't matter that we lost our shit, but it <laughs> yeah. was just like wow Wouldn't this be awesome if people could have heard, or heard this? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah so. Well, what's funny is like a couple days after that I called him up and he's like, man those guys are dicks Yeah, yeah. Oh. no I'm just
8: kidding <laughs> yeah, like, This guy <laughs> no, so no, no, <laughs>
3: no, they said they had a great time, man And he actually texted me today like kind of saying, you know, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't be there he had something going on with his uh, with his uh, son. I think his birthday party or something like that. So kids, he wasn't able man. to. Gotta respect the birthday. Jeez, yeah. yeah, kids. Gotta respect uh. it. Don't forget it. Don't regret it.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no, I ultimately, it. I think this this episode is going to be one of those episodes that we look back on in our catalog, and it's going to be one of those milestone moments. It's going to be one of those high points where, when I when we get to tell people that we do a podcast, we're going to be able to point to this moment specifically as why that's cool and we cannot thank you enough for letting us come here and making this happen for us so we just oh. want to all say thank you yeah yeah well, thank I, you so I much i
3: appreciate man. y'all guys man y'all are y- i mean y'all are cool as ice, dude and
1: you know, thank you. <laughs> oh
2: God, well, not this
3: guy! <laughs> what?
2: That's no. kind of my role on the show.
3: It's the uncool He's one. He's a straight man.
2: Yeah.
1: Listen, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, be serious
3: I mean here guy for I a mean. second, guys. I meant that completely sexually, <laughs> <laughs> and I meant you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey, let's not make any you know, assumptions here. But no, you know,
1: I, it, it, uh,
3: we're gonna we, we do stuff like this. We try to do things like this quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime. You know, y'all are more than welcome to hear it, you know. Now, granted, you know, most nights it's going to be about, like, eight, you know, seven or eight hobos in there drinking
0: <laughs> The most interesting light, people. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to As get on the show. As though we don't enjoy having hobos at our events. <laughs> well, let's,
3: okay, so funny story real quick. All
8: right. Uh-oh.
3: Speaking of hobos. Yeah, why not? All right, so I, I was working one night, and uh, we have a lot of homeless people around us yeah okay yeah and, I, and, and a few of them are actually they come in here and they you know they'll buy drinks and they, they hang out there's one running around here right now
1: yeah you wouldn't even know <laughs> but
3: we used to have this one and uh this one guy and uh he was a pbr machine and, uh, that's
7: and, uh, all uh, he drinks yeah
3: so one night you know he was staying around the corner i'm closing it's like 3:30 in the morning I'm walking out to my car. I get in my car and I go to drive around the corner. Yeah, you like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it smells good. We like the peeps. Well, sorry, I was just we here. respect the feeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This fool is standing out on the corner, pointed towards Westheimer, okay. dong in hand, just out for everyone to see. Pissing. Of
1: so Harambe, was, I'm sounds sure. like an experience, uh, like yeah. an uh, inspirational moment for you. Yeah.
3: yeah so that was a, that was the first time I ever saw a hobo dong. Yeah. <laughs> and you got inspired it, to put on this
2: event. Or, and you're
3: just ready to go. let down
0: or uh, I do uh, to know uh, more about
2: the dog. I dong. see a penis I'm, I'm like, I'm so
5: impressed. <laughs> 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 I really am.
2: Most of the times they don't, I'm thinking they, don't, I, they call me All
5: Balls Watley. So,
0: but.
3: That actually happened right around the corner, so. 3:30 a.m. You got a hobo dong in your face. Oh <laughs> well, I didn't get out and let it in my face. <laughs> I you wanted didn't get out to and take a
1: closer look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, I, I but, misrepresented that
3: story.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> no, now, we have a good time it's it's great. Like all of our listeners know who you are, and it's awesome to be able to talk to you or talk about you on the show, and everyone's on the same on the same uh, same page. And now that we finally have you on the show. You know, <laughs> it's just great to cement your voice into the recording.
3: Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, I was actually kind of nervous, dude, about it, because I was like, man, I don't want to sound like a complete douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Especially after I listened to the show after, after the incident, and... uh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. You what said I was like running out to go beat somebody up, and then you're like muscle flexing. And I just want to let your listeners know, I don't have any muscles.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's lying. He's flexing his pecs for me right now, and they're he's bouncing. Saying that to be modest, those That's are those are
3: moves. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, he's jiggling but them back and you know, forth. No,
3: I thought that was so funny that I let my mom hear that, and my mom's like, "You don't have muscles.
1: <laughs> Shut <"Should> up, <I>, mom. <laughs> I have muscles.
0: Okay? So you've always
3: been supportive of me.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, that you know."
1: And we know that we know that you visit Austin. So if you're ever in Austin and you want to hang out and do something, we're we'd oh, love to. Most,
3: most definitely, dude. I I need to go back because I crave that Easy Tiger place, man. Easy Tiger's fantastic. Yeah, that place is tiger. awesome, dude. Okay. Beer, bread,
1: pretzels, and
3: sausage. <laughs> oh my! That's the what trifecta else do you need right there. Yeah, really? that place. Yeah, you mapped it. Off. And uh, Tyson's Tacos. But, oh dude, my!
2: God. That was unreal. When that was you brought unbelievable. Up if you are a
0: listener to the show, you understand that Jason bringing up Tyson's Tacos, we haven't prompted him in saying this. Never. We literally had a legitimate coming to Jesus where he said this. (laughs) Seriously,
1: it's like meeting someone else who's a part of your religion that's a secret underground religion.
0: (laughs) We did this regularly with everybody that was a part of our show going into it to prep them. We would meet them, we'd bring them to Tyson's Tacos, we'd talk to them, and then we'd do the show. We randomly meet Jason and he's like, yeah. By the way, I went to Austin and
3: Tyson's tacos are like fucking right.
1: So there's <laughs> omens out there that pointed to, to the stars that this was gonna work out. yes If, if,
3: if only I knew how to play the ukulele though.
1: Dude. I know you get some free. <laughs> yeah, you got a free taco. <laughs> free tacos, I've never dude. done
3: it, dude. Like, you need to. I could. You can yeah. play the ukulele.
0: No, well the, the way that they make the it. can play. The way that they know. make it is that if you just try and you're not like. Annoying and not taking it seriously. Like, if you honestly were like, I'm gonna try and sing a song, yeah, I don't know, I know very little about the ukulele, but I'm gonna sing it. They'll give you a taco, yeah, right? okay, you know, that's worth a Do taco. It. Yeah. It's it's it is a taco shack for musicians, so definitely, yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, man, we are looking forward to more collaboration with you. Oh, most hopefully, definitely. maybe even just setting up different types of things where. It doesn't even have to big, be a big old event, but even weekends where it's like, we just want to do like a beer bonanza, let's just taste beers with Jason. Well, like... Li-
3: well, listen, man, anytime, any, okay, anytime, because I know, like, you're in Austin, you're in Austin, I'm and in you're Houston. here. We're you're both in Houston. Houston. Y'all both, both in Houston. Houston, but he's from. All right, us. so anytime you're in town, you know you're going to be in town about a month or so ahead of time, just give me a heads up, man. And we'll, I, because I, I do stuff with breweries almost weekly. Yeah. I do yeah. Uh, pint nights yeah. where yeah. there's going to be a rep out here that, We'll we'll have three of their three of their beers on tap, and uh, be passing out glasses. Anytime anytime we do one of those, you're more than welcome to come out. Just give me about a month's advance. Yeah, oh. uh, and if y'all are, if y'all are cool to do it again next next barbecue, y'all are more than welcome.
1: Of of totally, course, man. Right. Yes. So Jason, a thousand you. thank yous from Whitty Banter. Yes. it's been awesome Appreciate to be out y'all. here. Um, we're gonna go ahead and close this episode out and get on the road, but. Looking forward to more. I'm looking forward to hearing how this one ca- turns out as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to listening
2: to this one because I have no idea how <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: we've sounded. It's all up to, uh, to this game.
1: Yeah. Big old diesel.
3: <laughs> well, I'll be listening and furiously masturbating. Yeah. Well, practicing. Like, Damn, I sound, you know? I sound hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll make yeah. sure to send it to Who mom. Who is that
3: guy? <laughs> oh, she's a subscriber.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end it here. We'll probably give you one last f- uh, send-off, but Jason, once again, thank you. And it's been an awesome BrewBQ. Yeah. And thank um, you so much, man. Hopefully we'll be here next year.
0: Yeah. All right. All Take great. care. Right.
1: You're the bomb.
8: Beautiful people.
1: And bep, be-doop, be-doop, be-doop.
7: beep beep
1: boop. Beep boop. That's it, everybody. That's the final beeps of this episode. We're coming to a close. It might sound a little bit quieter. We might sound a little bit mellower. It's because it's been hours since we last recorded. We've already we've had some ramen to cap the yeah, night off. Exactly. And we're feeling accomplished and we're feeling awesome about what just went down. Almost like heaven. Mm-hmm. This is what we had. Like fatty heaven.
2: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Well, salty. <laughs> Creamy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we keep
2: going, guys. No, I don't no, no, this no, one, no. I think that's it. <laughs> no, that's,
1: that's the end of whatever we called this episode. I don't even remember now. Whitty banter charity special. It's the, I believe it's the barbecue. Yeah, no, I the event it. was the barbecue. Okay, but I felt like we tried to come up with something clever at the beginning of the show. Charity you just special called it is what we Episode bonus. Yeah, that, that's episode right. Episode bonus sounds pretty good. Actually. Hey, I come up with my magic when I'm on the spot, <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, Witty Banter Nation we hope you enjoyed that one thank you to everybody who came to our stand today and talked with us we had an absolute blast once again thank you to Jason and yeah. we are excited to get this one I mean it's already in your ears now we're excited for you to have listened to it
2: <laughs> yeah for real man. but
1: uh, we're gonna be back same time as always this coming Friday and uh, we hope you are gonna see us then as well or hear us bito pepo bito
2: Adventure.